The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Hello, Rich. Hello, Good Joe. to see you. What's How happening? Goes it, it's been a while. It's been a while, man. I've been watching your exploits. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How is that uh, V8 Tesla? You know, it's funny. I brought you something. Yeah? I brought you a magazine. Oh. Based on the V8 Tesla. That's for you. Oh, oh, no shit. Actually, my hotel key's in there, so just you can't take the whole thing. I need Popular mechanics? Yes, front cover. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Did Tesla reach out? Well, they're still. are they still at odds with you? You know what's funny? I don't even know if they they don't really care about me. They don't, but they did for a while, right? I think you know what they they would watch me in in silence and just <laughs> and just cautiously observe what I do, pretty much. We should just tell everybody why you were one of the very first thank guys you. that. That's yours. That's yours. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. One of the very first guys that uh, started working on electric vehicles right. on Teslas and uh, as an unauthorized repair person. Correct. Yes. And then you would also buy scrap Teslas and mm -hmm. piece them together right. at an incredible savings. Yes, exactly. And make a fucking awesome car. Right, but yeah. uh, they didn't really like that that much because that really didn't fall in line with their policy on just buying a new damn car. Right. You know, like don't don't hobble together six different cars, just buy one good car from How us. How could they not see that that's cool? That you're you're doing First of all, it's green. Yes, it's very green, yes. Right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you're you're literally recycling yeah. broken Teslas, putting mm -hmm. them back together again. Right. And it uh, takes great skill to do that because Absolutely. I watched the videos. Mm -hmm. It's fucking complicated what you had to go through. It's not easy, no. But I mean, that doesn't. Why should they care about green? It's just about making money at that point. I mean, if it's if you think about this, what would? I have this debate all the time. It, it, mm -hmm. A lot of people force others into buying an electric car to say, buying an electric car will solve the world's you know, pollution issues. It's good for the environment. Right. In reality, the best thing we could do is take a look at ourselves and see what we're wasting all of our energy on. Do you really need a Tesla? A bike would probably suffice. You if could you, just walk. <laughs> just walk. Just walk everywhere. Yeah, try walking. Like You don't really have to get rid of your 98 you know, Honda Civic that gets like 40 miles to the gallon to get a Tesla to pretend you're saving the environment. You're kind of doing something because you're not contributing as much to pollution, but then you have to power that car. And Correct. sometimes people are powering their Tesla with coal plants, yes. which is very ironic. It's, it's funny. I, you know what? But a lot, of, a lot of good people, I'm not saying the ones that don't are bad, but a lot of people are also powering the Teslas with the sun. So they yeah. have their Tesla, they plug it in, they have the solar panels on the roof, which is admirable. That's great. At the same time, these people live in 10,000 square foot homes that have to be heated and cooled. They tend to forget about this. Yeah. You have a 10,000 square foot house. It has to get heated and cooled. You have five acres of landscape lawn, and you know what landscaping does to an ecosystem. It destroys everything in its path. Yeah. So no animals could survive there because of your landscaping. You have a huge house, but you have a Tesla, so it's fine. Yeah, I watched this landscaper the other day walk around my yard spraying stuff. I'm like, right. what's in that bottle? Right. Right. And am I, am I still cool walking around barefoot? Right. Like, what happens if that shit gets on Wait, my they feet? Tell you, they tell you not to, to walk on it after they spray, don't they? I don't know. This guy didn't tell me nothing. Oh, geez. You're, you, I would check your feet, Joe. Mm -hmm. Check your feet for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Probably missing a toe. Well, I was listening to uh, some podcast where this guy got cancer because he played golf. And he was taking the pegs out yeah. Yeah. and putting them in his mouth. 
Like, is that a common thing, Jamie? For Those the are called tees, though. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, tees. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Are you, are you a golfer, Joe? Like a no. golfer. <laughs> not a golfer. You're not a golfer. But yeah. Though. Well, you just. I mean, last time you mentioned this, I looked it up. It is a thing for sure. So guys are getting cancer from that. Uh, yeah. It's like a, they even say don't do it because they they treat they treat golf courses with tons of stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure, there's fertilizer on there every morning and or piss and poop, but. Yeah, but the the fertilizer yeah, really scare me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe cancer. So you got to pick your angle, though. Like, what are you? What are you all about? Like, you have. Right. I have four Teslas. That's great, but again, you're not contributing in other ways. So who's who's better than who, Joe? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Everyone wants to pretend they're better, and right. now people are upset because Elon Musk said he would vote Republican because the Democrats have that lost their minds. The whole and lot of like, people off, but Joe. My virtue signaling. He was my savior. Your car. My savior. Yeah, it didn't affect sales though. I'll tell you that much. I'm sure not. No. They're fucking great cars. They're absolutely great. Do you still have yours? Yeah, yeah, I have a new one. I have a Plaid that have I drove pla- here. How do you yeah. like your Plaid? Ooh, by the way, I hate the steering wheel. Yes, the don't like thing. it. Yeah, I don't no. like it. I don't like the other day. Di- a guy changed lanes right in front of me. I went to hammer the the center console. Can't do that. The center button. Yeah, there's no b- there's horn no there. physical horn. Yeah, the horn is a button that's like you got to get your thumb over to it. Right. It's totally non intuitive. I think they've adjusted that. I think the new ones, which sucks for me. I don't mm-hmm. know if they can retrofit this. Just buy a new car. That's what you want to do. Just buy a new car. Joe. What's the big deal? That's buy a new one. That's annoying. So the uh, the funny thing about Tesla is that I have a, an older one, and um, what they don't tell you is after some time the battery degrades, and I have a, a Model X and I get about two hundred and maybe thirteen miles of range. That's not good. Which is not good, but at the same time the suggestion is we'll just buy a new one. It's like well they're kind of expensive. What was the new what, when it was brand new? What was the range? Brand new it was I think about it was a P, it's a ninety D. I think the range was about maybe in the two fifties. So it's or lost so, some. So it's lost some. Jamie is an ex. What is? How's yours? Uh, I don't really charge it past two fifty ever, and I never go below sixty. So right. I've, and I charge it every week just right. so that I don't have those problems. But he has that option. Yeah. So what year is yours, Jamie? Twenty twenty. I think. Oh, he's a, mine's like a twenty six. I have the poverty spec one. It's a twenty sixteen. And so that is was that the first year they came out? First year. Tiffany Haddish had one of those, and she was making a dance in the parking lot oh, of the comedy store. I hate that. So, I hate that <laughs> dance so much. People, I hate it. I hate it, Joe. I do. I do. It's kind of fun. It is kind of fun, but I, I when I see someone, I immediately just walk away. I just, I just, for some reason, I think it's so, it's so gimmicky, and just, and then you know, I did that once to impress my kids, and the door broke, and I'm just like, you know what, never again. <laughs> the doors are odd. The yeah. way they come up, it's just like so Lamborghini esque. Right. It looks cool though. It's, yeah. it's a great party trick. When I get my kids from school, and at every, they just go ape shit for it. The like, kids love it. I have friends who love Ferraris, but would never buy a Lamborghini, and I'm like, why? They're like the doors, the way they open, it's just too douchey. The car's too douchey. You know, do Lamborghinis still open like that? Still, I think the older Lamborghinis, the newer ones, I think they open like regular, oh yeah, regular Audis now. Yeah. Oh okay. I think it's maybe the, I, I could be wrong. Maybe the Aventador opens up, but I, I think Lambos have kind of steered away from that now. Oh, so only the Aventador has the crazy doors. I, th- I could be wrong. Maybe. I know. Jamie, is that true or not? Can I can I ask Jamie stuff or is that, is yeah, that yeah, only yeah. you thing? Yeah. No, you Jamie, <laughs> I feel like a jerk. <laughs> I don't know how to look that up necessarily. Yeah, I, doors I, I, and I'm looking I, like I say a, a Ventador. There's uh, a company doors. that does it for people for oh, other cars. Oh God, but. I've seen that in a Mustang. Some dude had a Mustang with the yeah, Lamborghini doors. Yeah, they love to do that. It's just a dumb way to do a door. It really is. Does your BMW have that? Jesus, why do you do that? Yeah, it does. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it does. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that. Yeah, the, the i8 does have that. How is, is that? How is that car? I love that car, but most people hate it. It's very narrow tires. It's very narrow, skinny tire. I put wider tires on it, the Opposer. 
But uh, I have wider tires on it, but it's not a very fast car. But no? It's a very good-looking car. It yes. looks like it would be fast. It, it looks that way, yeah. So, like, a, a common misconception is that when people think it looks fast, then they try to race me. So on the highway, oh. on the highway, I'm just cruising around, like, you know, going 70 miles an hour, and then there's, like, this, this you know, this V6 Passat will pull next to me, <laughs> and he'll start, like, revving me to engage me on, and I don't engage just in case, Joe. If this guy has something on the hood, he could take me out. So oh, for the most no. part, I'm just kind of like, I just cruise. I'm like, hey, have a nice day. You like my car? Thank you very much. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, the revving next to you on the highway. What do, an you, do you get that? Thing. Do you get that in your, of in course. your plaid? Really? Yeah. You ever put, throw the hammer down and show them who's boss? No. It's really? Not, no, it's because it's boss. Right. You don't have to. Right. That car goes zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Seriously. It's a preposterously fast car. Seriously. Everything is awesome except the steering wheel. Right. Steering wheel sucks. Well, let me ask you a question. As great as that Tesla is, Right, and this is the common debate I get into all the time with with Tesla owners. Where are your other cars? Do you still own them? You have yeah, the, you have the Porsche still. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's very it's from a car enthusiast perspective. As great as that car is, you can't only have that car. There are other cars that check certain boxes for you. Yeah. That do other things that the Plaid doesn't do. Well, I'm a big fan of the old muscle cars. Yeah. I have a, yeah, a the, few the Corvette still. Yeah, I okay. have that. I have a few like '60s, '70s muscle cars. That, right. Those, they they give you the the emotions. The yes. Boom, 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 yeah. The car. Boom, boom, yeah. Which fucking, which which car is that? That actually sounded very familiar. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> my, my impressions of cars suck. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I love the old V8 muscle cars. But it's because I was like in high school in the '80s and right. like that's what everybody wanted and right. That's imprinted in my brain. Like that's what I always wanted. Is well, muscle cars. If you think about it, they're slow. Mm-hmm. They're inefficient. They yep. don't. They don't do anything well. They don't handle well. Nope. But they give you the emotion. They stick around. Yeah. You compare it to the plaid. The plaid wipes. It's it. It yeah. wipes the floor with those cars. But there's just something about. And this is an enthusiast thing. A lot of people don't really understand this. When they buy a Tesla, they're just like, "Why have anything else?" Right. And it's like, well, these cars do other things that the Tesla doesn't do. The Tesla's a. When you think about it. They have autopilot. It has Netflix. It has mm-hmm. a lot of things in the car to take away from the fact that it's a very mundane driving experience. Unless you're flooring it, that plaid is just like a it's like a Camry. It's very calm and smooth unless you're right. flooring it, and then it's a roller coaster ride. It's right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> holy but crap. it's silent. Right. There's something about the driving experience. It's it's very comfortable. It's very yes. relaxing. Mm-hmm. I love driving it to work, but. It's not the same experience. It's like I have an E46 M3. Oh, you do? Yeah, I nice. love it. Modified? Stock? Um, it has a supercharger. Oh, okay. It's, it's a, got a Dynan setup. Nice. Yeah, but it's uh, it's not the fastest car in the world, but it's so connected. It's like, fun. You feel that car. Right. You feel the turn in, the way it handles. Mm-hmm. It's just like that car gives you emotions that right. the, the Tesla just will not give you. And I think, yeah, I think people don't really understand it. But I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. of all the enthusiasts that I know, as great as Teslas are, they still have their gas cars. Yeah. They still have I, all those. If I had to only have one car, mm-hmm. it might be the Tesla because it's, like, so easy to drive. Right. So if I, but the charging thing's a bitch. Really? Like if I didn't have one at my house and I didn't have one here, a charging yeah. port, like if I lived in an apartment right. and I couldn't get charged anywhere, like mm-hmm. that's, I have friends that ha- don't have a charging thing at their house and yeah. it's fucking annoying. It's, you got to go somewhere. It's funny how people want Teslas so bad, they're willing to live with a lot of the inconveniences of them, for example. Yeah. Um, I think they were saying on a, I forget what investing site it is, 
Tesla owners have the longest lease terms, the longest payment terms of any other manufacturer. People hmm. just want these cars so much, it's not even funny. Even an apartment, it, it's, it is tough because a lot of people are starting to petition to their apartments to say, install a charging station because I have a Tesla and I have every right to charge my car here. It's sort of. Yeah. You sort of do. Right. Because it costs money to charge. It costs money like, to Who's paying for that charge? money? You're going to have a, like, a pay thing? A pay. They won't pay. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to pay. They it, would just fucking let me charge Just it. do it, yeah. yeah. And then, then they'll leave the complex two months later, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have a and charger then, sitting there. Yeah, and then also, like, you can't have a Tesla charger, because then what if someone has, like, uh, one of them E-Mustangs? Exactly. The and then it d- yep. won't really fit the charger thing, nope. which has to, is like, very weird. It be a universal charger. I think Tesla is looking into opening it up to everyone. And I think that's a that's a scary move because Tesla's leg up on everyone is the fact that they have the one of the best charging infrastructures, period. Yeah. Right? But when you start other, letting other knuckleheads in there, it's like, well, if someone doesn't like Tesla, they go, oh, maybe this Mustang Mach-E isn't so bad. Or right. Maybe the new BMW isn't so bad. So I kind of... Maybe it's a it's it's a bold move in doing that because they're so confident that no one's going to take their seat. They're just like, hey, let's open it up for the peasants. You know what I mean? I think it's it's only got to be sort of a philanthropic move or you know just just a kindness move. It's not a good business move. No, because there's cars like the the Taycan. I have a friend who has a Taycan. I love he those says things. it's fucking incredible. I want one so bad. I do. He want said one. the interior is so superior and the way it handles and drives is superior. Have you been in it? Have you? Have no, you I haven't. I've seen one drive by. That's yeah. it. Never been in one. No, they're they're great car. But it, it, that's the sad part because I, I have um, I bought my first Porsche recently. By the way. Oh yeah. What'd you I, get? A 911 Turbo. Ooh. Yeah. What year? Thank you. Uh, it's a 16. Nice. 16 Turbo S. I, I love that car so much. I actually sold. I had an Audi uh, RS7 that I sold, because that car is that great. And I'll tell you, every month that goes by, I'm probably gonna keep selling cars because I love that one so much. It's, it's a, a pretty car. amazing you, car. You have a, G, you have a GT3? GT3? Yeah, yeah. GT3 RS. So you know, you know the deal. Works car. You yeah. know the deal. Yeah. It's a phenom- it's, it's, it does everything perfectly. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing car. And the turbo, like that year, that's a 992, right? 991. It's a 991. Yeah. So that year is, it's pretty bulletproof. Yeah. Like they, I had a 996 turbo. It kept breaking. A really? bunch of shit. Like the shift linkage mm-hmm. broke twice. Really? Where I was in gear and I was shifting gear, just went clink and just started floating oh, around that on two different occasions. Really? Yeah. And I only had it for two years. It broke a bunch of times. The fuel gauge broke. Oh, jeez. Where it just ran out of gas on the highway. I'm like, what the fuck? Really? I think they've yeah. made a lot of improvements. I have the PDK. Mine's not the – I have the, right. the one that just shifts like that. And uh, it's been pretty good so far. No, yeah. it's in, that's what I'm saying. Like, by the time it got to the 997 and the 991 – Right. It's bulletproof. The, yeah. the new ones are supposed to be amongst the most reliable cars you could buy. Right. I think they're. I think the new 911 Turbo lightweight. I think it's the fastest car in the world to like 30. I don't know what that means. That means much at all. But I think it's the one of the few gas cars that could actually compete with the Plaid. Yeah. In terms of acceleration. That's the Turbo S lightweight, right? Turbo S lightweight. Yes. Yeah. That's a ridiculous car. Yeah. And it's it's, it's weird too. Like I. The Plaid's great in every way, but I would I would rather have the turbo. How is come? That, is, that, is that weird to me? Because it's if I'm only going to live with one car, I would want one that is still. It's a honestly a a marvel of technology. The Plaid is too, but all that does it, it takes energy from the battery and it goes to two electric motors. Mm-hmm. The Porsche, everything is tuned. 
the exhaust is tuned for a certain sound, the engine is tuned for a certain sound. Everything from that car is handmade just for driver pleasure. Mm. Whereas the Plaid is more like, hey, listen, this is Netflix. Look at that cool little screen. The car drives for you. Right. I, I don't want a car that could drive for you, which is why you'll see a lot of supercars don't do that. The cars that everyone achieves to be, they don't drive for you because they want you to drive them. Right. They want you to feel it. Like a supercar right. wants you to feel the car. It's like it gives you a, a feeling, a, an excitement of emotion. Right. But the, the problem with the turbo is that sound is not as good as the sound from like the GT3. No, it's not. But the GT3 was a lot of my range. That's the only thing. The GT3 <laughs> has that, that high revving. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, and the shifting of the gears, the manuals, everything. Right. It's everything with those cars. I think I'm getting lazy and old. Uh-huh. I'll have the car just shift. Just do, do the job for me, please. It's still pretty fun. It's fun. But it's, you know, it sounds, you know how cars sound. I'm, have you been in a, a Porsche with a PDK or whatever yeah. shifting you have? Just the, the shifts are so crisp and fast. Yeah. You just sit there and you're just amazed by it. I, I could I never get bored going through the gears in that car. Just flat footing it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It just Do sounds you use great. the paddles ever? I never have used the paddles. Yeah, I no. never I used to have a BMW that had paddles. I never used it. Yeah. I just downshift, put it in sport, and the, it, the yeah. car does every. It's just, it's such a cool car. Well, the it. other thing is the handling on those things is telepathic. It's yes. so good. It is. It is. And a lot of that went to the Taycan as well. But yeah. The Taycan's interesting because it's, I don't. <clears throat> It's it's inferior to the Plaid in a lot of ways. Not handling, no. How is it inferior? It's, uh, it's not as fast as the Plaid. Uh, How much difference? Less than people would actually notice. <laughs> it's yeah. probably like a, I would say half a second uh, or so, half a second slower. But people go by those metrics all the time. In the real world, they're probably just as fast as each other. Yeah. But uh, on the track, uh, the Plaid has another maybe 10 miles an hour uh, or so track speed. So it is the faster car. Technology-wise, Tesla has it beat. You know, it has the charging network, it has the tech, it has the self-driving right. features, it has everything. But I would prefer the Taycan only because you don't see them everywhere. Mm. You could option out a Taycan. I, I got bored one night. I think I optioned one out to a quarter of a million dollars, <laughs> that thing. Imagine paying a quarter mil for a bespoke Porsche and a Plaid wiping the floor with you. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it's you could pick you could you could give them a swatch of like your wife's underwear and they'll make the interior that color. Really? Like I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So or or your girlfriend or boyfriend whatever. Give them the thing, they'll make the the entire interior whatever color you want. The whole car is custom made, but you'll still lose to a plat at the end of the day, which is $100,000 less. It seems kind of weird that they wouldn't juice that sucker up to make it as fast as a plaid. I think they Probably didn't see the plaid coming. Really? <laughs> like, How did they not know? I don't know. Yeah. But even the original S, like the P100D, the first one that I had, was zero to sixty in two and a half seconds. Yeah, that was that was insane. Pretty fast. That's a that's a pretty fast car. Does the plaid feel? Yeah. Significantly faster. It feels faster. It feels like it defies time. Right. Like it defies physics. It's so. So I think that's the I think that's the difference between. I, I feel like the P100D and the uh, the Taycan Turbo. Are probably a little bit more similar than the plaid. The plaid's a yeah. different plane. The plaid just destroys everything. Yeah, everything. It's a preposterously fast car. Right. But again, it doesn't have a fucking horn in the center. Nope. It doesn't have a stock for the windshield for the blinkers. Nope. Or the windshield wipers. They want to just like rub your brain like Xavier, like mm, <sighs> have the horn right. You even change gears with the screen. You go yeah, back. I hate that so swipe. much. You have to swipe to park yeah, drive. It's silly. I can't do that. 
Yeah. It's silly. But other than that, the driving experience and just the tech in the car is incredible. I yeah. just think they're going too far minimalist with right. buttons and stuff. So you come from a lot of people that come from luxury vehicles, like, you know, Mercedes, high-end cars, like S-Classes. They go to a Tesla, they're just like, well, what's all this? Right. These, these seats don't vibrate. Right. You know what I mean? Where are the contours in the dash? Like, the plaid's just like a straight line. It's very minimalist. Yoke. And a screen. Yeah, if you look at, I haven't seen the. I saw one of those um, new BMW electric car, not BMW, excuse me, Mercedes electric cars the, in the wild. E- EQS, I think. It's, it's beautiful. Really, you think so? Yeah, I, I loved. I, it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, have you seen it in the wild? I have seen it in the wild. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty. I saw it at a grocery store. I was like, that thing looks sick. It looks very futuristic. Right. But is that fast? Like, how yeah. is that? You know what? It's. I'll tell you right now, a car that I do like that I, I drove maybe like two weeks ago, the Lucid. Oh, I've heard of those. I really like that yeah? car. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot so of. So this is the BMW. Oh, 3.4 there it is. So seconds acceleration. That's, 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 slow com- shit. that's slow compared to everything else. That's two seconds slower than, yeah. almost two yeah. seconds sl- slower than a Tesla. But look how cool that looks. I think it looks like a bug. Oh, I love it. Really? I think it looks great. Yeah, Lightning reflexes. Nice. Bitch, you're but then, but look, look at the range. 277 miles. That's. That's like my old X right now. Yeah, it's whack. The yeah. range is whack. Acceleration's whack. Is that the best they can do? Is that the best one? Yeah, that's the AMG version. Oh, God. So. Really? Yeah. There might be some extra. I just don't understand. So, so who's going to buy that? Some old dude who loves Mercedes he, he wants, but yeah. also wants a, an electric car. Yeah, Tesla Tex is too new and too forward. I guess I'm going to get 270 miles of range. That was like yeah, 10 years ago. And if your batteries degrade on that thing, then you're looking at like— You throw it away. Yeah, it's like— when There was some talk at one point in time of you being able to go to a service station and they would, within five minutes, swap out your batteries. That died so Put quickly. in the new batteries that are fully charged— that died so quickly. What the, happened? The logistics of it didn't make any sense. When you pull yeah. up to a, to a station, it's like, well, who owns this battery? That battery they keep swapping could degrade as well. It right. just it just didn't work. That, it was a great presentation, though. It was Elon Musk on stage comparing uh, filling up, I think it was an Audi sedan, to the brim at a gas station versus his quick-changing station. But logistically, it would just never work. Like, if your car is not on the, on the, the sensors properly, they couldn't adjust it to the car. Ooh. As they started making revisions to the cars... Uh, the hardware was in different places as well. Oh. So unless you keep the design of that car the same over the next 10 years, it just wouldn't, it would make sense then, but you're not going to do that. Your cars are constantly changing and evolving. Also, how many batteries are you going to need at one of those stations? What if you have 100 cars come in in a day and they want, like 100 people coming in for gas is probably mm-hmm. normal for a gas right. station. If 100 people come in for new batteries... Fuck. Yeah, it, you'd have to wait in line. And then where do those batteries come from? Right. Are those batteries charged in the meantime? Right. Or do you just get a new battery every time? And then that's 100 batteries to different people. It just didn't make any sense. Also, we have to come to grips with what is in the batteries. Like, right. this is these are conflict minerals. And they, they come from the Congo. They come right. from parts of the world that are in war. It's right. like, th- th- it's not really that green. Yeah, that's a big that's a big debate, man. I don't I, I I can't speak on that because I don't really I a a lot of the news I get unfortunately comes from the Tesla fanboys beating the door down. Like, yeah. no, it's fine. It only uses a minute amount of, of, of lithium. It's no big deal. You just scrape it off the top of water. It's really easy to get. What? Is yeah, that real? Is that what they're saying? What, I mean, that's what scrape they're it saying. off the top of water? That's, it's really easy to, to mine. You know, I mean all those big holes that they dig into the ground. That's just, it's, it's exaggerated. That's what I've been told. 
That's what I've been told. But I don't drive a Tesla anymore, so it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. But do you don't drive this anymore? Do you sell this, the V8? No, the V8. Oh, that's the... Is that, is that really a Tesla, I, just, I don't know how active this is, but there is a swap station network in China. But really? I think it's only for this kind of... I, that Neo one specific must car? must be a kind of car, yeah. Yeah. And they have their own network. It says they they do 30000 a day. So, you, so really? Yeah. Play you, that you video. You pay for a subscription. You pay for a subscription. Yeah, I was trying and to then, find all the details. At the bottom, it says kind of the details. Like, what kind of vehicles do they... And so, Teslas, they're making Teslas over there, right? So it's battery swaps up to 200,000 kilowatt um, of rapid recharging per month. If anything, over this cost extra in Europe, NIO charges CO 20 kilowatts, which is okay. So, so here's a question. I think Tesla's route was why do battery swaps when you could just upgrade the charging infrastructure? When you're at a Tesla supercharger, those things charge at, I think I saw the rate of a Model 3 I was in, like 1,000 miles an hour. So you're pumping all that juice into the battery. Does it even make sense to do a battery swap financially? Because Tesla has to have at least hundreds of batteries on hand just in case. How long does it take to fully charge if you go to a supercharger station? Fully charge like a Model 3? Gosh, if no one's around, you could probably charge it in like an hour and change. No joke. Fully charged from dead to fully charged? Fully charged, yeah. I'd, I'd say maybe it tops an hour and a half. That's pretty impressive. I mean, as, as they get higher, obviously, as the charge rate gets, gets um, as, as, a char as the battery capacity gets higher, the charge rate slows down because mm. they can't pump as much um, uh, energy into it when the battery's almost full. But those things are charged lightning fast mm. now. I mean, you're not spending more than two hours at a charging station unless there's like 50,000 other cars there. If there's 50,000 other cars, it just like the rate throttles? Slows, the, the, it throttles and the rate slows down because oh, it has to distribute it to everyone. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, it could I didn't be know that. It could be annoying. Yeah, it definitely throttles. So it's like it. a lot of people using the Wi-Fi. Correct. It slows down. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no is correct. So what was the motivation to build this V8 Tesla? That's a good question. So I... Let's see, get, pull up a video of uh, Rich's uh, YouTube channel. Tesla got a... Um, as I was building, you know, different Teslas over the years, a lot of the... I guess the fanboys got to me after a while. I mean, they, have you have you been around like Tesla fanatics, like ultra fanatics that are just I like I try to avoid all fanatics. Yes. With, Gosh. With, in every single yes. area. Every genre, life. yes. <laughs> so ever, it's yeah. just they're too crazy. It's it's a bit much. So what started happening over time was Tesla kind of pulled the reins in on ordering parts for cars. If I want to order like a battery or a motor, a battery, a motor, a charger, I can't do those things. Like those are restricted parts. You can't do that. So what that tells me is that the product that I bought, the product I spent all this money on, I can't, I don't really own it. Right. Because they're in control of the parts for it. Like an iPhone. Correct. Yes. Exactly like iPhone. So I said to myself, you know what? It's funny. Oh, that's a funny clip. That's what I actually ran out of gas there. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I ran out of gas. And that's actually a, an electric Tesla bringing me gas. That's a different story. But um, what ended up happening was it, over time, it got worse and worse. Over time, it's like, well... Well, what's the what's the VIN number to this car? Oh, we don't we're not we don't believe in selling you these parts. This this isn't going to work. That car is a salvage car. You can't do it. And I said to myself, you know what? What um, what can I do to this vehicle to make it so that I can get parts easy, and it's easy to service, and I have full control over it? I said, you know what? I'm a Chevy fanboy. I'm going to throw an LS in there. Throwing an LS in there that allows me to get parts literally off the shelf from AutoZone. Like right. for, for Tesla, if my Tesla breaks, let's just say you're in, in your plaid right now, right? And you break down the side of the road, and the tow truck driver says, what do you want me to bring you? You're going to say AutoZone or Advanced Auto Parts or Pet Boys? No. 
There isn't a single part sold for those cars there. If I break down the V8 Tesla, you pull me anywhere. I could get uh, pistons, rods, you name it, lifters, valves for that car, literally anywhere, and I have full control over it. How did you make the V8 engine interface with the Tesla dashboard? That's a great question. So all cars have what's known as an accessory mode, right? The drive rails aren't on, and it's, the engine isn't on, but the accessories are on. You go into a car, you think the screen mm -hmm. turns on, but the engine isn't on. Right. So the Tesla effectively believes it's an accessory mode right now. All the windows work, uh, the headlights work, the turn signals work, everything works. It's just that the last button to turn on the drive rails and actually start the car, that's no longer there. And that's where the V8 engine takes over. So imagine, oh. imagine in, um, you have your, I don't know, you have your Porsche, right? Your GT3. You get in that car, you sit in it right now, and you do everything but turn the engine over. All the accessories work. The lights work, the radio works, everything works, except for that last phase to turn the fuel pump on, set the spark plugs on, to turn the engine over. So the Tesla just thinks it's on and idle, but not ready to drive. Really? Yeah. And so how did you rig that? So the V8, so basically any Tesla will do that. You pull a Tesla out of a junkyard, you could get in it, sit in it, make sure it's getting power, and you could at least get to that step. Now, the way the V8 takes over is V8s are probably the, it's the dumbest engine alive. You, you, give, it, you give it a battery <laughs> to start it over, and you give it fuel, it's going to run. So there's a separate control system for the engine itself. So we have a, a Haltech system that communicates with that. So there's actually two separate systems that control the car. And if one of those systems dies, the car will still function. If the Tesla screen dies all of a sudden, and Tesla says, you know what, I had enough of this, that V8, it'll still turn on, and I could still go wherever I want. You just want to have a speedometer, and you want to have a fuel gauge. Well, actually, I will, because the, the separate system, the Haltech system, controls the, the gas engine still. Oh. So there's two independent systems that work uh, separate of each other. So the separate system, what what kind of dashboard are you looking at? Are you looking at the same dashboard yes. that a regular Tesla has? Same. So that speedometer still works, too, because it goes by the wheel speed sensors. Oh. That speedometer still works. The navigation works. The Bluetooth works. The car works. Really? If you were to sit in that car right now, besides the, the six-speed shifter, you wouldn't be able to tell anything special about it. So you have a six-speed manual in there? Six-speed manual shifter. Yeah, you see it right there in that video right there to the... Back it up a little bit. You call it Ice-T? Ice-T, yeah. <laughs> Internal combustion engine Engine Tesla, tea. yeah. I like it. So That's... there's a shifter right in the middle, and it's a six-speed. It's sequentially shifted. You tap it forward and tap it back to go oh, up and down. Oh, okay. And it has, that, that's like it right there. Like a race car. That's it right there, yep. What is that second gear to the left of it? Uh, that's to engage uh, reverse. Oh. So you pull back to go in reverse. Wow. Yeah. So that's the only way you could tell. I mean, everything else works on the screen. Like the door indicator buttons work. The sunroof works. Literally everything works in that car. How hard was this to do? Um, it, it took a team of us. It was, we have a, a Joshua, our, our fabricator. We had to literally cut the car in half. Really? To form the transmission tunnel. Because Tesla's are, Tesla's are one of the few cars which are great because they were designed as EVs only. Right. right. Some companies will take a gas car and then throw an electric drivetrain in it and call it a day. Tesla's were designed from the ground up to be electric vehicles, well, the Model S was. So the floor is completely flat. If for rear-wheel drive cars, you have a drive shaft mm -hmm. that goes from the front to the back. Well, we couldn't put that there because the floor is flat. We had to cut the car in half, install the engine, and then build a transmission tunnel over that drive shaft from the front all the way back. Also a transmission tunnel as well. Whoa. Because there's the transmission, you know, that sticks out like a so couple So this is all feet. fabricated? All fabrication. All fabricated. I mean, 
countless hours have gone into that. So How I've, long from the time you had this idea to the actual starting and driving? About two years. Wow. So <laughs> but, a crazy but, but, commitment. You, you know how it is. Like you, you, the planning stages are like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to do this. Right. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I should do it. How much is that? Nah, I'm not going to do it. Then you, I, I was contemplating for a while, and then I said, you know what? I got to commit to this. Let's start doing this. Uh, hooked up with Joshua. He's like, hey, listen. He actually, um, fun fact. So he was watching one of the videos, and he's just like, hey, like, you know, if you need help with fabrication stuff, let me know. Um, he used to build, like, NASCARs. Like oh, two wow. chassis, all kinds. He says, I could do stuff. Never seen his work before. I took that V8 Tesla, dropped it off at his house, and I said, I trust you on this one. <laughs> and then that was it. The rest was history. So I, I would, we would go there, shoot video. Uh, the first start video was there, and we just worked on it until the end. And then it's running and driving. So when you cut it in half, mm -hmm. do you have to do something to ensure the, the rigidity the of structure. the structure? Yeah, there's, there's bracing and reinforcements all over the car. So is it much heavier than the original car? It's about 1,200 pounds lighter than the original car. Really? Yes. Because of the electric engine and the batteries missing? If you think about it, the, uh, the average battery weight of a Tesla is well over 1,000 pounds, 1,100 pounds in some cases. That makes sense. There was a rear motor, that uh, rear motor subframe, that was like 350 pounds, 400 pounds. Then there's a front motor as well. So the front motor, uh, after moving all that weight, uh, Putting an engine in a transmission, an LS is one of the lightest engines they make with the drivetrain. We that car went from 4,975 pounds to like 3,300 pounds. The car weighs next to nothing now. Wow, comparably speaking, 3,000 pounds for a sedan is really light. It's very light, and that has the full interior, the seats, it has everything in there. That's like sports car light. Yeah, it's a light car. You'd be amazed at how much you could remove. That, that's the tunnel right there. That's all the bracing of the tunnel. Oh, so we had wow. to build that. So that large, that was the first start. That was really fun. Um, <laughs> we had to build that tunnel, all the bracing in it, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't fall apart. So all that structural tubing going across it so the car doesn't pancake itself. And that's, that's, that's the work. Now, when you drive this thing, yeah. is, it, obviously it wasn't designed to have an engine in the front and nope. the transmission tunnel and all that. No, that was a fake yoke. We, put, we were going to put a yoke in it as a joke. We ended yeah. up not doing that. That's a waste of time. I don't like the yoke. No. I don't don't like it as a steering choice. It just sucks when you're trying to park and pull into places. Right. Um, how much did it affect the way the car handles? The car handles great. We took it on a racetrack. Um, so e eBay Motors actually we're, we're sponsored by them. They brought us out to a, a Sonoma Raceway, and um, we were just doing donuts and burnouts around their circle track. The car it's feel, it feels you know what it feels like. It feels like a almost like a what, what's a four door muscle car. A modern muscle car, like charger, a charger, yeah, Cadillac CTS SRT, oh, yeah, SRT. Cadillac. Cadillac. It's yeah. more like a Cadillac CTSV. Wow. And it, it's just it's light, it's fun. It'll do a burnout. I was thinking I was going like thirty miles an hour, stomped on it, rolling burnout until like almost a hundred. The thing is ridiculously really? fun. Yeah, it's really it's a really fun car. But it's that's the thing. The biggest debate was, Rich, why are you doing this? Because the finished product is slower than a normal Tesla, right? I'm like. That's fair enough. Zero to 60 is not as fast. It's rear-wheel drive only now. It'll spin the tires until 100, no problem. It's, um, there's no autopilot. That doesn't work anymore. But I'll tell you right now, I took that car to a show, parked it next to a Plaid, the fastest and most amazing car built right now. People didn't even know there was a Plaid next to me. People went crazy over that car, and that's why it was built. Because, because it's, of the novelty. Because it's the novelty. It's, yeah. it's listen... That's the probably the only one that's going to get built 
there's no sense in making a second one because let's be real, the car was expensive to make and it isn't as fast as a regular Tesla. It's just to show what you can do when you put your mind to it. And I'll tell you, man, I've had offers to buy that car for ridiculous amounts of money just because of what it is. You can work on it, you can modify it yourself, and it's the spirit of car enthusiasm. Are you gonna sell it? Never. Never? Never. You just said never. I have a big problem, Joe. I keep, every car I build, I keep. Every car that's, that represents a memory for me, whether it's friends coming together for a common cause, building something, having all those memories, I never sell them. Really? Yeah, so the, so the V8 Tesla is one of them because I could see myself already. That car has made so many memories for, as, as friends. If I sell that car and I see some knucklehead driving it down the street, I'll be like, <laughs> what? I, that's my car. Right. I, I want that. Why are you having fun in that? Especially the amount of time involved in right. thinking. That one I get. Right. I get. Yeah, about the engineering behind it because what's it, what's it worth to someone? A hundred, hundred fifty, right? Two hundred. I mean, no one's gonna pay two hundred for it. Let's just say one fifty for that car. That's cool, but like, now what? Right. I don't have my car back. You know? Right. And now you're gonna make something else anyway. Right. True. The LS. What is the stock LS out of the box? Stock horsepower. LS. I think about four, four twenty-five or something like that. And with a three thousand pound car, that's probably great. It's really fun. I think we did a long tube headers, a few other modifications to it. I think it's about like four seventy. Or so right now, and then we're actually putting a supercharger on it in another few months. Ooh, it's going back to to SEMA. But yeah, that's the oh. thing. It's like that's why I enjoy about it. Like you're plaid right now, right? Let's just say you get bored of the power, right? But what do you what do you do to it? As a car enthusiast, your Porsche or GT3 RS, you could do a million different things to it. Right, it's, it's shot works. It's been modified already. Your your old muscle cars, you could improve the handling, the braking, the power. You add whatever you want. If you're in a regular Tesla. As an enthusiast, I actually got very bored of mine mm. because the way you get it is the way it's going to stay unless you buy a Plaid or you get on your knees and beg Elon to release a software update to give you 30 more horsepower. Well, there's a company called Unplugged. Mm -hmm. Do you know about them? Of course. Yeah. Unplugged Performance, Ben. I know them very well. Yeah, so they will take a Tesla and they will jazz it up and put right. wider tires and fender flares mm -hmm. and a, a rear spoiler and right. they which, get crazy. Which is cool, but I want more power. Right. When I step my foot down, I want like my eyes to like go in the back of my head. Right. And in the regular Tesla, you could add a little suspension stuff you want to feel great around corners, but I want that power. Mm. I want one of the stoplight. I see everyone mirror every mirror. So with the V8 Tesla, granted, no, it's it's nothing crazy now. It's fun to drive, but you know what the power of a fully built LS engine is. There's no limit. There's yeah, no limit. You can keep going. You keep going. You could get you know the Plaid makes about. I think you're probably putting out maybe 1,100 horsepower now on your Plaid, I think, or yeah, 1,200, something, something like that. Something like that, which the, is hilarious. Which is, which is insane. The V8 Tesla, you could, granted, you only put in the power of the rear wheels, but you could have 1,500, 2,000, you name it. Really? Oh, LS engine? Yeah, it's infinite power. 3,000 horsepower if you want. What? Yeah. What do you have to do to do that? You have to redesign the whole engine. <laughs> you Jesus. have to build the whole thing, but yeah. You can get 3,000 horsepower out of an LS engine? Out of a V8 engine? Of course you can, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, didn't, I had no idea. Forge block, yeah. You have to do literally everything, but yeah. I mean, you it's could, probably going to blow up I, in your face. Absolutely. It's a ticking time bomb, but it's fun <laughs> until it blows up. But that's the spirit of car modification. Like, you, yes. you drive it, you blow it up, you rebuild it, and then you do it all over again. Like, how many people have done those to Supras? Oh, God. Like those old 90s style There's Supras? There's an infinite amount of Supra owners that have been doing that. I saw one sold. It was in my news feed yesterday. I think it sold for a quarter million dollars. 
Really? Yeah. A 94, 95 Supra. I'm like, what? You, you know what's a, what's a bitch, Joe? Nostalgia's a bitch. Yeah. I, um, I, I recently purchased a couple of cars that I've always wanted when I was a kid. I've always wanted a Skyline. You know, the right-hand drive mm, Skylines. You got one of those? I got one of those. And I've always wanted uh, uh, an Evo. You know, the Mitsubishi Evo, mm-hmm. Lance Revolution 8s? Always wanted one of those. I bought those cars, Joe. And the reason why nostalgia is a bitch is because they're slow as hell. <laughs> From a modern standpoint, if you drive any modern car now, yeah. you, now that you have a Plaid, everything else... Everything's slow. It's a novelty. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't have a Plaid, but I have 911. Like, the Evo, there's no Bluetooth. There's no leather seats. The car rattles. It squeaks. The paint is terrible. It handles like a go-kart, and it's awesome. But at the end of the day, it's a, it's a novelty. Yeah. So everything else that you drive, I mean, that car is 20 years old. The Skyline is 30 years old. And those cars, you get in them, there's, there's, there's no modern safety. They're, they're not very fast. The shifter is notchy. They're economy cars in Japan. But here, they're really cool. I've driven them a total of maybe seven miles. And I'm like, I think I'm done here. I'm going back to the Porsche. Thank you. <laughs> So that, that's so the tough part. So you just have it, and you're just gonna hang on to I'll it. I'll probably for a while. I'll probably get rid of the uh, the Skyline first because when I was a kid, I've always wanted uh, an Evo. So I think I'll I'll fix that, build it up, make it really nice. But the Skyline's gonna go for sure. Is it weird to drive with the right hand side? Very weird. That's gotta it be is. like so. So you can't you can't shift fast because like my yeah, left, left hand, hand is still learning how to right. do that. Yeah, but it's it's just very it's challenging to 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 get used to that. It's like I I drove it for a while. I'm like. Why am I driving this left-hand drive, not very fast accelerating vehicle? In order to make it fast, I'd have to spend ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. At the end of the day, I just spent fifty grand, and what do I have? A car yeah. that's still slower than than its nearest competitor, modern yeah. competitor. Yeah. The uh, the thrill of driving though, it's like disproportionate sometimes to the actual speed you go. Like right. if you drive like an old Porsche, like a 1970 911, right. they're not fast. No. But it feels quick. Yes. Like yep. there's something to the feel of it. You're, you're very connected with, yeah. with the road. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to drive a fast car. Driving a slow car fast is an unbelievably rewarding experience. I um, I drove one of my friend's cars, Sam. He has a Dehatsu Mira, and it's a right-hand drive car, all-wheel drive, turbo, and the car's about this big, right? I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I saw it. Daihatsu? Daihatsu Mira, yeah. Who makes that? Daihatsu. <laughs> what do they make besides that one car? Refrigerators, I have no idea what they make, <laughs> right? So, so I drove that, and we were driving it. I was rolling through the gears. At re- it's all-wheel drive turbo. It's fun. Roll- there we go. That's, That's it? what it is. The Hatsu Mira. Oh, my God. That thing's disgusting. It really is. What is that? I, I have no idea what that engine. is. Yeah. It, it, it definitely needs it. But I'm, So the, look at the black one to the, to the, on top right there. It looks just like that. So you, I, that. you got one of those? So, so he, I drove it, and I'm like, I was, I was going through the gears, Joe. Not kidding you not. Red line. Red, red, red. Look down. I'm going like 48 miles an hour. So that's what it is. It's driving a, a, a slow car fast with that same experience. It's, it's pretty fun. And then that car being, it doesn't, thank God I didn't get that one. <laughs> but it being right-hand drive is funny because the car is so small, it doesn't matter what side you're on. The car is right, so narrow. It's so tiny. It's so tiny. It doesn't matter at all. It, what are the regulations for driving a right-hand drive car? Is it just 
you just register it and drive you, it. It's you, fine. You, you normally register it and drive it. However, a lot of states are kind of trying to crack down on this thing called the key truck. A key truck is is very similar to what I sent you. It's just a, a pickup truck version of it. And a lot of states are cracking down because they're they're not safe. Mm. There's just been flood of Japanese cars being imported because they're great on gas and they're normally pretty clean. And they're the in the U.S. right now, if you wanted to get a small pickup truck, you have to buy what like a Ford Maverick or something like that, which will cost you you know thirty thousand dollars at the end of the day. A lot of people have been importing these little mini key cars from Japan. These really small trucks that are great. I mean, they have huge beds. You could fit all kinds of stuff in them. Going to Home Depot and get some lumber, but a lot of states are starting to crack down on them because. Oh, there we go. AutoZam. Those are sick. Yes, it says that's a key car. Mazda AZ1. AZ1. Those are those are awesome cars. So Um, so what is a a key truck? It's a pickup truck. A key truck. That's a key car. That's a key. Yeah, key car. It's it's the it's the designation. Type in key. Key truck, K E I truck. How is that a pickup truck? Oh no, you'll see if you type in key K E I truck, you'll see it. Okay, but that's just a K E I car. Yes, K. There we go. Those those are the oh. trucks. Okay, so, so it so, has like a little flatbed. It has a little flatbed. The the sides fold oh, that down. That ridiculous. They have incredible utility, but a lot of states are cracking down on them because it's one of the most dangerous things you could put on the road. Why? If you get into a car accident with that, there's no safe, there's no airbags, there's no crumples. Your knees are the crumple zone in those cars. Oh, I see. So a lot, you can have a little garden back there, you see? Uh, <laughs> drift. Yeah. He's got a drift. <laughs> but, the, but, but they are fun, but it's, some places are saying these are so dangerous that we don't want them on the road anymore. When it comes to nostalgia, for mm-hmm. me, there's one car that I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's the NSX. Oh my gosh. I had two NSXs. You have? I used to. I don't have any anymore. Okay. But I, I had one in the 90s with the flip-up headlights, mm-hmm. and I had another one in 2005. With the static ones. Yes. Yeah. And Those are nice cars, man. It wasn't fast, but I put a, uh, a CompTech supercharger on it, mm-hmm. and it got it into like the 400 horsepower range. How was it? It was great. It really? was fun. But it, the, it was just there's something about the cockpit. And the feel of that car. Oh, I want that. I want the new. You like NSX. the new one? I like the they're, new they're one. They're not yeah. making them anymore. They stopped making, and the prices shot up. They're making the S. The S is the, the the latest and greatest, and it's supposed to be pretty fucking incredible. How come you didn't get a uh, a second generation NSX? Because like it's somewhere? automatic. Yeah. I'd what what I liked about the first generation NSX was that it was a super lightweight mid-engine car mm-hmm. with a manual gearbox, and right. it just felt like a little race car. Right. And the, when I sat in the cockpit, I was like, this is perfect. Like a fighter jet, yeah. It's, it's good. Per- it, and it's like this, you have this very small gauge cluster. Mm-hmm. The, the shifter's right there. Right. Everything's ergonomic. The right. seats feel really good. And it was just a joy to drive. Man. And it's, it was, a, it's a tiny-ass car, too. Mm-hmm. Seeing an NSX next to any modern sports car, yeah. everything else looks like pregnant and bloated. It's tiny, and it handles really well, and right. it's a fucking Honda. Yes. So it's bulletproof. Why'd you get rid of it, Joe? Why'd you get rid of two I Hondas? I don't know. I don't know. Buy another one. It's young and dumb. They're only a hundred grand now, so yeah, go for it. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> They're, They're so grand expensive. Now. They're yeah. more than they cost if you bought one new then. Correct. Yes. But yeah. it's because they're good. It's not like a Corvette from that era is not a hundred grand. No, it's not. Yeah, it's like seventeen dollars. Oh, that looks sick. Is that an old one or a yeah, new? That, that's, that's a ninety-seven. That's an older it's one. That's not though. true. Yeah, no, that's right. definitely not correct. Yeah, it's no. like an old one. Yeah, but it looks modern. Even that looks modern today. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's an older one, Jamie, because the the headlights lift the pop up. up. So yeah. that's pre. What was it? Like two thousand two or something like that. They haven't that? made a. They haven't made. I think they stopped. You I know what the last pop up headlight car was? I think it was a Corvette C5. 
Mm, one of the last oh, pop-up headlight cars yeah. it was. Yeah, that's the new one. There we yeah. go. Yeah, go back to that other um, page that we were just on and click on the one below. It says 94 NSX. Yeah, that, there we go. that's a 94. There we go. So that's like, what a year did it come out? 92 or something? I remember the first one I saw. I was, was in 90. Boston. Yeah. I saw a red one drive by with a black roof like that. You're just like, like, what the that. hell is that, right? Oh. They're beautiful. It looked amazing. It was like a Ferrari for people who were smart. Mm-hmm. Like Ferrari for someone who wanted to actually be able to drive it and not have it broke, break down. And, and here's the scary part, right? So going back to enthusiasm about driving a car, a V6 Accord today, you better watch the hell out. Yeah, it's going to bury <laughs> it's, me. It's going to bury you. Toast me. But it's just saying that there's a lot more to a car than just zero to 60 and how yeah. fast it is. And that's how I feel when I drive. You the know, problem the, is the they look fast. It's like the i8. Yeah. It's i8 all over again. Yeah, and those have pretty skinny tires too, These yeah. the old NSXs. Mm-hmm. But you can modify them and just to the moon. The i8 yeah. could the, – the, the Honda – the engine in the NSX, there's infinite potential because it's a Honda engine. You could do whatever you want to that. The BMW i8 has a three-cylinder Mini Cooper engine. Uh, You're not getting very far with that. Does really? Yeah, and and an electric motor in the front that you can't crack either. So you're really not getting far with What's those things. What's your overall horsepower in the i8? I think 360 or something Ugh. like that, 370. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the NSX, I think, was like 270. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd give an, an old NSX a run for its money. You might kill it. But anything other than that, it's like, uh, I'm going to probably back off from that. But one. when I had the supercharger on mine, it made it a lot better. Right. But at the end of the day, I didn't want to go wide body. Like, there's a lot of, uh, go Google wide body NSX they conversion. Look, they look sick, though. They look sick. But <sighs> they it's, it's, a little boy, it's a little boy racer-ish, though. Like, yes. What do you, what, 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 I mean, you had that NSX how many years ago? 2005 is when I had it. Yeah, that's that wouldn't fit your look. If you're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, is that Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little too. Yeah. Oh, that looks kind of that looks kind of oh, sick though. That looks pretty badass. Look at that one. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. I, can, I can't. Dope. I can't. I can't see you uh, in 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 that at all. I mean, I could see being nice. I could see someone in a different maybe nationality driving that. <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not you per se, but yeah. Maybe someone from another country. Yeah, maybe from Asia, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, like oh, that I didn't red say one. It. Look at that one. That looks oh sick. My God. But where oh, are you? Wow. But where are you going in that? Where are you going? Where, where are you going? That yeah. looks like a goddamn race car. Yeah. I mean, that's full on. Look, look what he's done with the rear tail lights and everything. Right. That's barely an NSX. No, I'd still rock it though. But oh. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go very far though. But hey, guys, I go to the grocery store, maybe get some cans of soup and come back. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, what are you doing? Like, I see that you're, like, the original car, you kind of have to accept the dimensions. I like that. that, that, that that's that's, that's nice. subtle. My, minus the, the logos on it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I would rock that. Yeah, the rear tail is a little much, the real yeah. rear wing, but that's not bad. Right. That's not bad right there. Yeah. NSXR prototype. That's a video game. That's a, that sure. is a video game. Oh. That's how real. <laughs> that's how real the video games are getting now, Joe. Oh my God! Believe me, I've seen. I I got I got duped. I watched this Formula One race car launch itself through the air and then make a corner. I was like, "Is this possible?" Yeah. And my friend was like, <laughs> "That's that? a fucking video it's game, a game you idiot. Joe. Relax. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, no way. The fuck. Are you you play games at all? No. No. No, yeah. I can't. I'm one of those people. I right. get I get addicted. Right. I used to be addicted to first person shooters like really? Quake. like yeah, Call of Duty and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. We used to have a whole uh, uh, uh like a LAN set up at our right. old studio. Mm-hmm. And it was a real problem. Really? Well, yeah, we'd get in there and we'd play Quake. It was a real problem. We'd yeah. play for hours and hours and I'd leave there nervous and 
hands would be shaking. Right. You want to shoot someone? Or but, yeah, but, right. but I was like, no, it's like you, the adrenaline from playing the game. And then if you got your ass kicked, you felt so bad. Like, yeah. why do I feel terrible? Right. From like this depressed. stupid ass game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just, yeah. And this is what kids are doing all day when they're playing like Modern Warfare and all these crazy games. It's like I know. Do you think now? Now it's gonna get weird. Ready for this? Okay. Do you think there's any association with kids playing those violent games and school shootings? I would uh, say that there has to be some sort of an association with some people with acting out fantasies in a video game, right? And then wanting to do them in real life. Gotcha. Is got for some people, right. but I think you would have to be so troubled. I don't think a video game can turn you into a murderer. Absolutely not. But I think a video game combined with all kinds of crazy trauma, mm -hmm. fucked up life, psych medications, person who's like legitimately mentally ill, right. perhaps it would uh, encourage you. It's a combination of all those yeah, things. Yeah, but right. the question is like, are we? should we limit video games because some people are disturbed? No, absolutely not. I don't think so. No, that's a big debate whenever that happens. It's the, it's the video games, it's the guns. It's yeah, like, but it's oh, not because if you second. and I sat down and we played video games together and shot each other, we wouldn't think about shooting each other. That's, no, it's stupid. it would not. It would I mean, not. It's just fun. Right. For most people, it's just fun. It's just a fun game. Right? Yeah, like a car for most people is fun, but for some people, they would want to drive into a, a crowd of people because they're right. fucking crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So you have that. You have a, a person that's uh, mentally and emotionally unstable. Who's dinging? Is that, is that me? Yeah, I don't think it's me. Because that's super embarrassing. I don't think. No, I don't have any friends. Yeah. Anyways, so um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's a lot of people that, that there's always a debate. Every time some big event happens, it's like, yeah. well, is it the person? Even when it comes to even taking it back to the uh, to autopilot. Mm -hmm. All those autopilot crashes. Yeah. People just I don't crash. believe in autopilot. People uh, just you ever use it before? No, really. I mean, I'll, I'll use it occasionally to show off. Like, watch yeah. this. Look at this. That's cool, huh? Okay, shut yeah. it off. Shut it off. Shut it off. I don't. You don't uh, believe it. You don't believe in Elon Musk. I oh. do believe in Elon. I just don't believe mm, in driving technology. around with autopilot. I like to drive. Yeah, I feel the same exact way. I think uh, there's been a lot of debate about what happens during autopilot. Whose fault is it? Right. When the car is it is it the operator's fault or is it the car's fault? And one of the issues that uh, people have been struggling with is when there's an autopilot failure, when the car does something erratic or it crashes and then someone loses their life, who analyzes that data and how they analyze the data? Does Tesla necessarily give that over to the NH NHTSA or do they analyze it themselves and say, okay, it's fine? That's been a big, a, a big trouble spot because all their data is encrypted. You know, they have it under lock and key. Who does the accident scene reconstruction for things what like about, that? What about like decisions that have to be made like what if someone is walking right in front of you mm -hmm. and to the left is an oncoming vehicle right so you could either swerve into the oncoming vehicle or right. hit the person what does the computer do i don't know if it's that advanced yet where it determines whose life to take <laughs> right i don't i don't think we're, i think that that's a big debate though what do, what do you do right it's like if there's two people crossing the street and you could hit one versus the other, one of them's an old lady, mm. do you hit her or they hit the young person? Like, how right. do you make that decision? Do you cripple the young person or take the right. old lady out? Right. I know who I, who would you hit, Joe? The old lady. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd run, I'd run right into her. Depends, <laughs> depends on who's at fault, you know? It's, it's, like, it's probably the old lady, because she's old. Could be, she's could probably be. old, senile, she's looking for her meds, and then she's running the street, like, she shouldn't have been there. God, that's gotta be a horrible feeling to hit somebody with a fucking car. I know. A friend of mine got hit by a car, and she was like, 
it was like two years ago. She's still fucked up. Really? She had a bunch of brain surgeries and shit. Oh, she got hit by one. Oh, yeah. She got Jeez. hit by a car while she was jogging. Jesus Christ, yeah, man. Somebody, that sounds terrifying, man. She was running in L.A. Someone wasn't paying attention. Just boom. How fast she yeah. got, you know? Um, I know it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't know why I want to know. I think she has any idea. Did the person stop? Yeah, they stopped. Oh, jeez, man. People saw it. It was, you know, but she got fucking wrecked. Like, she got flown through the air and landed on her head, like, the whole deal. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. That's worrisome, man. That always that always kind of scares me about well, being, being injured Jogging like with earphones on in L.A. is crazy. Really? It's crazy. I mean, is why it, would you do is that? Is that why you left? That's why. That's why you left? Jogging with earphones I on. I couldn't jog with it. God I damn was it. like... I need to go to a place where I could jog and be isolated right. from sound. <laughs> how do you like um, Texas? So you've been here for two years now. Yeah, like I it love so it. Really? I love it. The people are so friendly. Dude, Austin. That's like one of the best parts about it. It's crazy here. This The second I got here, there's a lot of young, very good-looking professionals here. Mm. Like a lot. Like it, it's it's a pretty hip and modern. It's I, I do like it here. It's a hip city. It, it's very nice. A hip city. It's a nice combination of progressive and uh, surrounded by Republicans. Yes. It's a weird sort right. of vibe. It's right. like a get along with everybody vibe. Right. Like we're okay, right? Yeah. We're okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just the food here is fantastic. It's, it's very good. It's got an amazing comedy scene. The right. comedy scene's incredible. Is it because of you? I had something to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Building up that scene. I get it's it, man. It's not bad. I respect We're working it. on it. I respect it, man. I respect yeah, I it. bought a club out here. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, We're in the middle dude. of construction right now. You know, Joe, we had a conversation a while back where you, you, you thought that I should potentially do comedy. Are you still, is, that, yeah. is that still a thing? You could do it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go to your show. I think when, any when you, smart person up. who's funny can do comedy. Really? So you definitely could do comedy. It's a matter of whether or not you wanted to dedicate yourself and put the time in. Oh, geez. It's, it's a fucking, like... There's this girl who I saw do stand-up for the first time, and she's pretty funny. And I told her, I go, hey, I, I think you're really funny. You can really do this. And then I went to her Instagram <laughs> page the other day and yeah. watched her, a clip that she put up of an open mic. And it reminded me of what a fucking journey this is. Mm -hmm. What a grind. Right. Like She's on the first steps of like, what's right. that Georgia, the Appalachian Trail? Yep. Where it takes like six months to walk it? Exactly. That's what she's doing. But right. it's way worse than six months. It's like you, she's on it's the six-year trail. So there's a difference between someone wanting to do it recreationally and also do it to like put food on the table. I think I could, yes. I could do it as like an open mic night for and, sure and, and get a few chuckles. 100%. But, but when it comes to putting food on the table, for, my kids would die. There was no way they would make a middle comedy. You could I do make it. it. It just would take a Herculean effort, and it would take years and years of dedicating yourself to open mic nights right. and then opening for people and then keeping writing on your act and keeping so, progressing. So do before comedians get into it full time, they don't have jobs, do they? Um, because I, I listen to stories like yours and like and, and Dave's and stuff. It doesn't seem like it seems like this was like your your life thing. For both of you, like this is what you wanted to do. Dave was so young, he didn't have a job. Like when right. I met Dave, he was eighteen and he was already doing stand up. Right, and he was already a professional. So they don't have. That's what I mean. Like I have a job, a job right. now in air quotes. Yeah. How do you? You how also do you... have a family, so right. it's like the time that's spent away where you'd have to go to open mic nights and not just one. Right, you right. try to go to two or three a night. Damn. Yeah, right. So you're leaving your house at seven and you're coming home at midnight every night. Right. You know, and then you're frustrated because you bombed two out of three times. Right. It's like, oh, maybe what am even I doing? maybe even three out of three, right. 
Maybe, but that one where you didn't bomb, if you had one of those nights, yeah. that that's what sparks you. That's you're like, God, maybe I can do this. That's your hit. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and I you gotcha. start thinking what an amazing life it would be if you could just make a living telling jokes. Right. It is possible to do. You 100% could do it. It's just whether or not you wanted to dedicate Dick yourself. Hit. And most of the people that start out, like when I started, I was 21, uh, and I, I started at 21 because I thought that you had to be 21 to get into the club. Right. It turns out they'll let people underage get in. Get just, in. There's like licenses where you can kind of like let people perform, but they have to leave after they perform. You can't right. hang around the bar. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a grind. It takes so long before you're like really making a living and really competent and there's no one who can teach you how to do it so right. you're kind of like a blind person bumping into walls and why can't someone teach you some uh, some a veteran comedian they kind of can, can. The ropes? yeah uh, francis foster was on yesterday from the show trigonometry and francis for a long time actually taught a comedy course and okay. he's a funny comic and he right. taught a comedy course and he that's the rarity most of the people that teach those things suck right they're usually failed comedians, and they're trying to like eke out some money by. Gotcha. They put together a course, and the, the course serves function though. One of the things that it does serve is it. Is it a, it a free course? No, nothing's ever free. Always, is it? Yeah, nothing's yeah, ever free as a joke. <laughs> not in that world. Damn it. No, those people that do that are doing that just. Uh, some some of them would say you people would say some people would say not me that that's a scam. Right. And that they're not teaching you shit. But what I think they're providing a service where they're allowing you to get on stage for the first time. Really? And sometimes that's enough. Like sometimes some people want to do comedy and they don't know how to start. And so oh, I'll take a comedy course. And they'll, yeah. at the end of the course, they, they get you on stage and you perform. Oh, you actually get on stage? Yes. A lot of them oh, do shit, that. Oh, shit. That's scary. Yeah, they have like a five-week thing or something like that. And they'll have you try out your jokes in front of the crowd of right. comedians that are also there. And then after five weeks, then they put together an actual show. And friends and family will come and people oh, will perform. I couldn't do it. That's the problem now. Where's Do you... You ever feel weird when you make a joke and you're like, "Man, my my family could be in here somewhere." You, you ever oh, think yeah. about that yeah. all the time? You got to yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah, I cuz I um cuz you know, I'm 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 nowhere near the level that you are, but I make those little shitty YouTube videos and sometimes when I say something, I cringe. Come like my mom could be watching right. and it, and it turns out she is watching it. She actually <laughs> called me and told me. She called me and told me. She goes, "What were you What was on your mind when you said that?" Yeah, it's kind of it's like, "Oh, jeez, don't do this, mom." Yeah, I cannot yeah. debate my material with my mother. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Oof. I'm not going to have those conversations. Does she does she watch? Does she No. Thank it's God. for the best. It's for the best. My mom she only finds out about me like, uh, you know, if there's uh, like some something scandal in the news. Yeah. If there's something uh comes across her news feed or something political. My mother is oddly political. Right. So it's like uh, that. She's like, "Oh, glad you won't have Trump on your podcast." Oh, here it like, comes. I'm like, "Come on, yeah, okay. let's mom, not don't talk do about this. this. I don't, don't want to do talk. this." I have a good life, okay, yeah. mom. I have I a very good life. I just don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, with my mom about stuff like that. Right. I just would prefer her to never see my act. Right. Never listen yes. to my podcast. Yes. I'm just your son. Let's leave. Are, it are you guys on the same political level or no? Well, my mother is like a diehard Democrat, okay, like a blue no matter who, right. and doesn't see any of right. the ridiculousness of the party. A and lot of fun conversations there, it, I'm assuming. If she was young, she would definitely have her gender pronouns in her Twitter bio. Oh, boy. <laughs> she doesn't, oh, have, boy. Yeah, she doesn't right. have a Twitter, right. so luckily. Thank but goodness. You know, my parents were hippies, man. Like really? Hard, yeah, hardcore hippies when I was a kid. Nice. So they're all super Democratic. But it's like so, so they're all whores. The, 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 all political parties are whores. They're absolutely. whores. They're whores. They're yep. just fucking bought and sold by mm-hmm. corporations. Absolutely. 
Well, we all are in a sense. Yeah. Aren't we all Joe when you think about it? In a it? way. Aren't we all Joe? Yes. I, have a, I have a big, I have a, a couple of crises I'm facing right now. You know, when you, you have to know who your, your overlords are, right? As, as mm. cool as we think we are, there's, there's still systems in place that pay us. Right. Right. So I had this a big debate where, you know, I, I do ads on, on my channel. And there was one that there was a, um, a credit card company, a mm. credit card app that wanted to, uh, to, to run an ad on the channel. Mm. I said, fine. I looked at that name. And that is the same name of the credit card company. When I was a kid in college, you know, you buy you buy books in college. Mm -hmm. They'll throw, hey, having trouble paying for your books? They'll throw the little credit card application in there. Oh. And it was the same company that got me hooked on that in the first place. I think I went through, I mean, buying books every year, uh, buying food, da da da. I was probably racking up close to eight or nine grand just in, in credit card bills when I got out of school. And so now that company, it's a shark company. The interest rates, it's like 20 something percent. It's ridiculous. Mm. And they actually go after young kids to say, hey, look, we're going to ruin their credit at a young age so I can get them hooked on it and hopefully get some money out of them later. That same company reached out to me, didn't know who I was, obviously, didn't care, and said, listen, I want you to run an ad on your channel for this. What am I to do, Joe? What should I do? Because they're the ones that got me in, in debt in the first place, right? Granted, I got myself out through, I don't even know how that happened. But that same company, that same shark company comes and says, you know what? We want you for a second time. What do you do, Joe? What do you do? It's interesting, right? Because they, they are preying on young people and they yes. do have like predatory percentages of interest that they charge. Right. But it's your choice, right? Right. I, I, and also like the the... the the loans that I have the biggest problem with, the mm -hmm. most problem, are student loans. Yes. Because you can't get out of them. Mm -hmm. you, you, no matter what you do, you go bankrupt, doesn't matter. They still want it. Fuck you, you pay me. You die, your kids, Fuck hey, you, what's up, me. kids? Hey. Yeah, they'll go after you your kids. kids. Right. They will. Are we forgiving all student loans? Forgive me, I'm, I'm not up to date with what's going on. No. I thought we were, no. They were supposed to. They're okay. not going to. That was part of the Biden administration's promises coming in. They were going to exonerate people that were in prison for marijuana. And right. then they were going to... Uh, absolve student loan Do we do debt. that yet? No, neither one of those things. Mm. They're not doing shit. Yeah, it's I, a, it's I, all I nonsense. So. They don't even talk about it anymore. What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> who? Who said Who's that? Who are you impersonating? Not me. <laughs> who are you? What is it? Yeah, what's, oh, where am I? Yeah, um, those, the, those things are disgusting. Right. Student loans are disgusting because you're taking a kid who's real nervous about their life. Right. They, they want to do well and they got to go to college. Okay, I'll go to college. Right. And then you're getting these incredible loans which they're impossible to get out of right you can go bankrupt it doesn't matter it doesn't there's matter. people right money. now that are getting their social security docked for student loans. loans that's amazing to me it's horrible i mean you're at the end of your life yeah right you're like 70 you're in the home stretch old. right that's and it like fuck you pay me that's incredible man it's there's no other loan like it right and you're giving these loans primarily to people who don't have their frontal lobe formed yet nope which is crazy. I was, a, I was a child from a child. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's what pisses me off is that I I a small selfish part of me hopes that they don't forgive the student loans because I paid mine off. Like where's <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, a yeah. lot of people feel like that. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I want my money. Pay. I want money. People feel like that about healthcare too. Fuck you. I yeah. fucking paid. I paid. <laughs> but I think we have to look at the big picture, and I I think those predatory student loans are horrific for society. I agree, and they also make people make poor choices in terms of like what you want to do for a living, Correct. because you just get go into these jobs because you're overwhelmed with debt, mm -hmm. 
And then, you know, that has a giant effect on what kind of productivity you can sort of get out of your life because right. you can't really pursue your dreams if you have these overwhelming burdens of debt. The money, right? Yeah. So my, um, I went to my, my, my dentist the other day because my daughter's in college now. So the, the big debate was whether or not she wanted to stay home and local and go to a Massachusetts school or go to the University of San Diego, right? So we went to go the, with that weather. We, yeah, that's that's what I thought too. We went to the University of San Diego, and beautiful campus, beautiful school. Everyone's great looking. Everyone's happy and and, and friendly. The Joe, you know you know how much schools go for now. Schools are stupid money now. Schools, how much is the you're, tuition? You're, you're looking at like seventy five k a year. Jesus Christ. You're, you're, some door, some schools you're knocking on eighty grand a year. Who could? And what if you have two kids? Who could? Yeah. What if you have three or four? Like what do you like? How are you supposed to? If, That's if, so if, crazy. If, if, if you're a regular person, how do you afford college? Either way, that's another debate. But she she ended up staying in Mass. Thank God, school was a lot cheaper. We, we worked some stuff out. I went to my my dentist, and I said, you know, my daughter's in college, and out of curiosity, like you know, we were debating whether or not to have her go to one school and have student loans, or another school and not have any student loans, right? And she said, well, I have student loans. I said, okay. Like, well, you know, well, how are you doing so far? She goes, you know, I'm paying them. I'm surviving. My my husband is a dentist, and I'm a dentist too, so we do well for ourselves. I was like, awesome. I was like, hey, I have, I have a question for you. Like, kind of personal question. How much how much money in student loans do you have? She goes, ah, uh, about like uh, about five or so. I was like, five, five, like five grand. Like, I don't understand this. Five, half a million dollars. Five hundred I said, this, is that even possible? I didn't think that was possible, Joe, but it's a very possible number. Get, so is that because of the interest? That's because that's she's been out of school for about three years now, and her balance is about like 498 Oh, my God. So, so that's putting her through, like I didn't run the numbers at first, but that's putting her through um, uh, dental school, undergrad, living there, half a million dollars, Joe. I wonder how many people force people or encourage people to get procedures that they don't really need right because they need the money a lot of people i bet they do a lot of people i bet it's, a, it's an incentive there's always it's scary speaking of incentive you always want to know what the incentive for something is like being yeah. in, in in the industry that i'm in now it's so cutthroat someone always wants something from you like i always think to myself where's the sale mm -hmm. what is someone trying to sell me here well in terms of like the credit card company they just want you you're a popular YouTuber. Right. Put that out there. Maybe we'll right. get some people to get suckered into our credit card. Right, like you did. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you did years ago. Uh, so the moral of that story is I took the money, Joe. Yeah? I took the money. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because it's laid out. It's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. You know, if you spend money, you're supposed to pay it back. Right. And if you spend money and there's a certain amount of interest attached to that, you're supposed to pay that back right. too. And you know what the number you know what the numbers are. Yeah. You know, you know what interest rates are. But high. that's not like school loans. School loans are crazy. Right. Because school loans, like you're one semester, two semesters, it adds up, stacks up, that and then you're out of school two, three years and you owe a half a million dollars. Right. And you know, what is she making a year? Two hundred? So yeah. she's like, how much is she, how Not long is it going to take? Right. How long does it take her to pay that off? She has, a, if she has a house. Good luck to you. Right. And if she makes two hundred, she's also got to pay taxes on that two hundred. Yep. And then where the fuck are you going to get a half a million dollars? It takes forever. It. It's forever. Absolutely. It makes people greedy and it makes people selfish because right. you're 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 overwhelmed by this pressure 
It's also got to be terrible for your health to have Absolutely. that looming over you. Like, yeah, I mean, you half have, a million dollars. You could have a house. You could have house. I mean, most houses now are damn near half a million dollars, anyways. More than that. And now you think to yourself, you have a million dollars in debt, assuming you buy a house for half a million, and you yeah. have another half million student loans. Oh. And the rates are higher for student loans, yeah. so you're paying serious money for that. And if you have a job that you hate, and then you have a dream of being a stand-up comedian, yeah. <laughs> That shit. There's no way. That's Good luck to you. not going to happen, Godspeed, son. man. Godspeed to you. Yeah. It's not easy to get by in this world. This world requires like very smart decision-making early on. Right. Because like a, a guy like yourself that is married and has children, the thing about that is like now you have dependents. Right. Now you have like you can't take chances anymore. You, no, can't, you can't do some big thing where you're nope. going to start from scratch and move nope. to a studio apartment and rebuild right. your business. Like, no. Nope. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. Yeah. You, your wife will scream at you. Everyone would be mad at you. Why the fuck did you get us into this? Like, I, want, I want to be a comedian. Oh, What's the big deal? You Follow suck. your dreams. Follow You're your not dreams. Funny. What? what do you mean? Call your boss. I thought I was Beg funny. for your job Someone back. told me I was funny. No. Like, hon, I took a course on how to be a comedian. Who wrote that course? I, I, a comedian. You ever watch his act? No, I never have. It's terrible. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. That guy's teaching that course because he didn't make it as a comic, That's unfortunately. A, oh, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of the people doing it. It wasn't with Francis Foster, the guy who was here yesterday, but yeah. and he's in England. Right. But in most people in America, those courses are taught by failures. So wait a second. So I guess there's two different schools of thought to everything. You can have, you can be a comedian, or you could teach people how to be a comedian. What makes more money? Being a comedian. Okay. 100%. Well, well, well if you're a successful comedian. Yeah, but successful comedians don't teach people how to be comedians. Gotcha. They do, not here, at least. Right. I mean, they could. Maybe there's one or two out there that I'm not aware of. Why, why don't they? Because they're selfish. Also, it's like you have like to want to do that. Like you have to want to be a teacher of comedy. Right. Like if you want to be a person who also is dealing with delusional people, because unless you're screening your applicants, right? There's stand-up comedy is a thing where you are either a funny person or you are not a funny person. If you are not a funny person, the odds of you becoming a funny person are extremely small. Slim, right. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Right. Because I've met people that I didn't think were very good in the beginning, and now they're really good. Really? I'm like, wow, that guy grinded it out, and he made it, and uh, kudos. That's even more work, though. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you start off as reasonably funny, yeah. you take your course, right. and then you're funny. But if you, if you suck, mm, it's okay. not even that easy. Really? Yeah, because it's like subject matter. You have to find topics. And then you have to massage those topics, and you have to do it in real time on stage. Like, I write things, but what it is on paper b before it becomes a joke that I could put in a Netflix special, like, oh. it's a lot of processing. Oh my yeah. god, there's so much time and effort. There's so much involved. In so that. is that how comedians do it? I'm, I'm just I, when I start my career, you pretty yes. much just you 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 write notes down on your on your phone or whatever mm -hmm. your iPad. And you you just keep massaging those over and over again until it's family friend. Like how do, how does that work? Everybody does it different. Okay. Some people just wait for ideas to come to them, and then they just sort of keep those ideas in their head. And they try them on stage, and right. then they keep building them. And some really successful com comedians do it that way. And some comedians write things out, and they write, and then they like some people write in joke form. I write in like essay form right i just write about subjects okay and then i take all the stuff that i wrote and then i extract things from them that i think is funny and then i gotcha. try it out on stage how do you remember that stuff though mm. my, my memory is i mean how do you remember you have acts that are over an hour long how does yeah. that work i have a good memory 
Yeah. But, so, but these companies, like like uh, a company like Alpha, like uh, on it rather, that makes Alpha Brain. Yeah. These things, uh, what the, this is called, is called a nootropic, and right. these really do help your memory. And um, there's not just Alpha Brain, which is you know something from on it that I'm a part of, but also there's a st- some stuff over there called Neurogum okay. that I use. We don't have any stake in that. It's just a, a chew com- gum, and it makes you. What does it make? Yeah, you? it's got it's got a bunch of different nootropics in the gum. Right. And so, like when you chew this gum, it actually enhances your memory. It helps uh, this stuff. See, I don't know what studies they've done on the gum, but I, I do feel a benefit in it. But right. with Alpha Brain, we did uh, two double-blind um, placebo-controlled studies at the right. Boston Center for Memory. Okay. And it really does help uh, verbal memory. It helps It helps reaction time, your ability to form sentences. Right. So it's provable results. You think you're cheating, Joe? I have taking the pills for you to go up on 100%. stage? You're definitely cheating. Yeah, I'm cheating. Most, most, see, that's cheating see, with weed, too. See, <laughs> So Weed you, cheats. So you shouldn't see that's the thing. So now you should sell that now. Sell it to all potential comedians that want to get into the game. Hey, take the alpha brain stuff. It's not enough. It's not enough. You don't necessarily have to have a great memory to be a comic. You just you have to be able to remember your material. And right. since you've worked on it so much, you probably will remember it. Right. It's uh it's not a memory thing. It's a funny thing. And funny is it's ethereal. It's right. it's impossible to grasp. It's just fucking is try to grab air. So you can't be funny. So you think that people that learn how to be comedians that weren't funny before, they're just good orators. They're just good at talking and landing jokes. They don't have to be funny people. Is that what it you're saying? De- it depends. Some people are really funny people and they become great comics. And some people are not funny, but they know how to write funny. Right. And then they become great comics that way. They can become funny through their work. It's this the th- the thing is like there's a whole bunch of different kinds of funny. Right. You know, there's like Mitch Hedberg funny and then there's Chris Rock funny. True. There's Sam Kinison funny and there's Jerry Seinfeld funny. funny. It's like so it's funny is a weird thing. It's just like music, right? right? There's certain kinds. there's certain there's genres. Right. It's Frank Sinatra. I like that kind. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do you like that kind? Yeah, I do. Um, do you like metal? So I do I, I do like metal. Yeah. I, you speed know I like metal? More? I like speed metal. You know when you when you go into like a pit and you just start like you slam like dancing and stuff. I never. I'm too old for that now. Right. But I like. I enjoy watching the youth do it. Oh, like watching the youth yeah. collide yeah. with each other. <laughs> watching the youth collide. Exactly. It's, moshing has got to be one of the dumbest fucking things. I can't believe that my my daughter went to uh, what'd she go to Rolling Loud in uh, in in Miami not that long ago, and she took a video of like the mosh pit, and I'm just like, how do you even serve? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're literally just launching into each other and getting curb stomped over and over again. Yeah. I used to date a girl when I was 21 who was into moshing. And yeah. She, she came over to my apartment once and she's all dizzy. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? She's she got brain damage. Brain damage. She got head butted. Yeah. She got brain damage. Exactly. Like, what <laughs> like, are we are doing okay? here? Yeah. Are you good? She yeah. was like, oh, can I sit down? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you guys break up because she passed away or something? She didn't make it? It didn't work out yeah. for various reasons. Right. It wasn't the head trauma. Was no, there was no bad thing. Right. It was just didn't work out. Yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, no, it's um, it's wild. Like I, I've always thought about, you know, comedy. Actually, no, I have a question for you, Joe. Okay. This is gonna be a good one. Who's your least favorite comedian? A person that just is not like you are not funny. Like I, I say it all the time. I could say that because I'm not a comedian. Uh-huh. I, I, I see someone go up on stage. I'm like, this person is not funny. I want to change the channel. Who do you have that reaction? How much to? time do we have here? Oh, we <laughs> we have as much time as you want, man. I prefer not to talk about people that I don't like Understood. because I don't think there's any positive to it, and I don't want to shit on them. But are there people? Yeah, there's a lot of people that suck. Gotcha. 
I mean, okay. But that's like, there's a lot of music that I don't like. When I'm in the car with my fucking kids and they want to play music, I'm like, right. no, 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 no. We're not listening to that. Really? Because I have to listen to it too. What music do your kids like that you don't? I, I don't even know who's singing it. Right. It's just nonsense. It's not good, yeah. It's just, it's just, just jibber, nonsense. Yeah. Jabber. Understood. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, my kids are into some modern hip hop and yep. I try to play them like Wu Tang Clan. I'm like, oh, listen the to the fucking lyrics. Yeah, but Wu Tang Clan isn't exactly for the children either, though. It's, it could get. <laughs> Wu Tang is for the children. Yeah, actually. <laughs> if you if it depends on who you ask. If you ask ODB, then yes, God rest his soul. But yeah, no, it's R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, yeah, Wu Tang. I've heard some lyrics. I'm like, you know what? I've man, yeah. Yeah, I love Nas. I love great lyrics. Right. So like, lyrics in hip hop, it's like. I'm from the 90s. Like, I know. Th- those days, like the cool uh, cool G rap, DJ yeah, cool Polo days, yep. you know? Yep. The Ill Street Blues. Like, I love all that stuff. See, I love that too, but believe it or not, Joe, I like a lot of the modern stuff too. Like, people hate mumble rap so much, right? Mm-hmm. And I hate it too, but I think the beats and the tracks of Delayed Over are just amazing. I love, great I, 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 I love modern beats, and sometimes the lyrics don't really match the beat, but I try to ignore the lyrics and just jam out to the music itself. Well, I think sometimes with those beats, it's like the lyrics are almost like it's just another sound that right. accentuates yes. the music. Exactly. But then there's still like Kendrick Lamar, who has oh, killer, killer lyrics. Absolutely. You know, it's like there's still great lyricists out there. Absolutely. You know, and Nas is still making great stuff. His mm-hmm. last his last CD was great. I, Did you call it a CD anymore? Which was CD? <laughs> what is it? Is it an album? Do you call it an his, album? His last eight track. His no, last thing? His I, joint? Uh, what do you call it? What, for some reason, one of my favorite ones uh, by Nas was the one that uh, Kanye West produced. I, I, Kanye West beats are just oh, top-notch to me. So, uh, But no, I, I like a lot of the modern stuff. I'm, I'm almost scared to admit it, but the mumble rap I kind of enjoy too. Because again, like Which guys do you like that mumble rap that oh, you enjoy? Oh, jeez. I like Future. Big yeah, future okay. guy. Okay. Uh, I like Future. I like, um, gosh, there's, there's so many of them. Playboy Cardi, mm. big fan of. Like they just, he just squeaks and makes these random noises on the mic. I'm just like, it's kind of annoying, <laughs> but it's kind of cool to say. They, they, see, that's the thing. This, what they're doing right now, it might be cringe to a lot of people, but it's still art. Right. Dare I say, you know what? You don't like what he's saying, then you do it. Mm. Let's see what you sound like. Right. Let's see how you, because like this. He was able to rise to popularity for a certain reason. You know, there there are people that do enjoy that. Yeah. And these people are still making millions of dollars. So it's like, he's doing something right. Well, isn't there a thing where every generation complains about the next generations? I mean, there's people that were complaining about like Led Zeppelin. Exactly. Like, this isn't music. Right. Or the Beatles. What is this shit? Yeah. (laughs) This isn't music. Where's the harmonica? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Where's the harp? <laughs> it's always seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm old. There's always going to be like a, a kind of new thing that the that old don't people like. don't like. Right. Yeah. Like EDM. Electronic. Oh, people just, people are just like. I can't. You can't. Can't. Really? No. Okay. I got no time for that. I respect it. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Each track is like 45 minutes long. Also, like I've only done ecstasy once. Right. <laughs> I, I just can't keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like the requirement is you have to have ecstasy before you actually enjoy I that feel music. Like there's yeah, a lot of people out there doing ecstasy, and that's well, like that was the dead. I never understood the dead, and my friends were like, "You got to do acid," and I'm like, "Yeah, jeez." If the music requires acid, right? It can't be that good. Yeah, but some music does require drugs, right? And then you get it. What like, music? What music requires what drugs? Okay, like, like what? What type of music requires marijuana? Is it reggae music? Oh, that's interesting. Like a lot of music is enhanced by marijuana. Yeah, reggae. Marijuana enhances a lot of music. Yeah, 
Could You Be Loved. Listen oh, man. To, listen to that when you're high. It's like, Buff- oh. Buffalo Soldier. Oh, yeah. A lot of good ones yeah. out there. Yeah. There's some great music that it's enhanced by marijuana. But there's is, these... isn't, isn't all music, I mean, marijuana enhances your, your, your senses anyway. Yes. So technically, wouldn't all music, couldn't you enjoy all music more because of that? Maybe like Slayer wouldn't be good if you were high. Yeah, it's like, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Where's that coming from? Yeah. yeah, Pantera, some fucking wild, crazy fucking. Right. I don't know. Maybe like hyper aggressive music wouldn't be good. Maybe a calm, because yeah, marijuana does calm you in a lot of cases. So I guess calmer yeah, maybe. music is better. Yeah. You, I think you hear things. That, like I remember the first time I listened to Seal when I was high. Yeah. Like Kiss by Kiss a Rose. Kiss by a Rose. Yeah. What, you what? hear like all this sound. Whoa. Like you, there's like a, a symbol that's over here. Yeah. Where'd that you bird? There was that? a bird there. What is awesome this? show. Ma- this? Imagine this being high. Imagine being high there. They're all high, but they're yeah. all high on. I, I don't on think ecstasy. they're high on marijuana. I think they're high yeah. on something else. They're all high on Molly or something. Yeah. Like, let me hear this. Uh, that's weird. Yeah. The the Lord doesn't want us to hear this. Yeah. yeah no. Nope. Correct. It's not working. Co- copyright. Copyright. But like, look at the like. The guys just down. press a button. Yeah. Do you think sometimes they just pretend they're fucking with those Absolutely. things? Absolutely. A little but bit. A lot of times th- those just... aren't doing anything. Yeah, he's doing, but he, like, it's a lot of setup. Seriously. For this. Mm. He also set up all the lights. Like, and sir, that's not even plugged everything. in. I could tell it's not plugged in. How come we can't hear it? I don't know. Honestly, I would try to figure that out right now. Mm. So you have this glowing, I, I can't understand this. I know there's some that can, but I'm looking at this, I'm like, I don't I don't know what's going on there. You know? Because <laughs> a lot you're going too on. Old. So is that a mosh pit? I don't think it's a mosh because they have I think they have just jumping around. There's like spe- I saw a morning star there. Like people are getting hurt in that pit. Yeah, yeah. What's a morning star? Morning star is a, the giant medieval weapon that has that. It's like a it's a ball that has the spike oh. on it. Yeah, that you club people with. People back in have the day. that. I saw. I thought I saw that they had one. What? It looked just like it. Yeah. Sure, it wasn't a bong. Yeah. See, look, there's a guy in there that has one for sure. Where? Right down. Oh no, that's the alien guy. Never mind. What alien? I could see what? the alien jumping over there on the left. Is a, is a weird oh, alien thing. Oh, oh, yeah. I see. I Everyone's see. all sweating profusely. They're, they're doing drugs for sure. Yeah. Not judging, drugs. but they definitely are. They're doing dance drugs. Yeah. Dance drugs are real. Like, ecstasy is a dance drug. Look at her. Oh, she, yeah. She's been doing it for hours. The same yeah. move over and over again. Yeah. But, you like, know. What is, what is that state? That's a mate. I would pass out. That's a, there's a lot going on there, Joe. Like, it looks like they're if, having fun. If, there we, we go. go. I eat ass. See that guy? He's ass. Why do you have the? Why, why do you have the? So, she's on something. Again, not judging. That's a kiss song. Yeah. So that that's how I found my way into it. I found people remixing songs I already like, yeah. and then sort of find some so stuff. That's are they just, See, I love that song. Are I they just stealing from other him? artists? Well, are they? I mean, does it hurt the artist? I wouldn't if it say hurts the yeah. artist, they're stealing. They get paid though in some cases, so it's not stealing. Right? Yeah, good point. Well, yeah, the artist gets royalties, but yeah. do the artist gets royalties if you just played at a concert like that? They're supposed to, well. Well, that's it's, a, part it's an of actual what you're song. For. Yeah. Oh, so like you have to license the music There's to be able like, to play yeah, it at a concert? Yeah, that's what ASCAP and BMI know. There's like, uh, you know, I love you. So, I, love, I love you. I love you. I love you. It's so good. Yeah. She loves everything. Jeez. She loves her dog. She's she loves her weird. house. Loves her cat. <laughs> She's high as fuck. She really is. You might clear a royal or might cl- get a clearance from someone though, and they could say you can't perform it live. That that would be like if you want to record it and release it, that's what you agreed to. You know? Right. I want to have that effect on people. Do you imagine that people just cheering and you know what I mean? It's kind of cool. Probably wild. It's probably a wild feeling to be just on that stage and everybody's rocking out. Right. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Have you ever thought about performing in some sort of a way? Like you, you obviously enjoy doing the YouTube videos. Yeah. You enjoy that they're very popular. Like, 
have you thought about performing in some way? You know what? I haven't. I haven't thought about performing, but I thought about making. I want to make screenplays. I really want to do that. I don't think I want to perform. Really? I mean, I, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to be an actor. Really? And then YouTube is my way of acting. And I have a lot of really cool. Well, I don't want to say cool. Really weird videos that I've done where I integrate skits and comedy into the video itself. Like my favorite comedies, I mean, I love The Simpsons, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm -hmm. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and um, you know, Arrested Development. Those are my favorite shows. And I always try to integrate some kind of really weird, cringy humor in some of my videos. Like I've done, I did a video where we didn't have a video. For, we have to make a video every week. And one week, I did not have a video to make. There was, all my cars were broken, couldn't get parts for them. I had to make a video that was entertaining. Now, when you say you have to, is are you contractually obligated? I don't have to, but like that's that's my thing. If, if I miss a week, like I feel bad. Like d doing video, YouTube videos every week, it claims uh, relevancy. It keeps you relevant. Right. Because information travels so fast and there's so much news at once, you can be easily forgotten Yeah. if, if you don't put away. If you take a break from YouTube for, for six months, good luck to you. Because mm. there's a hundred other YouTubers that popped up since then. But during that week, we didn't have a video to make. And I was approaching the million subscriber mark. And I said to, to, to Steven, like, hey, let's make a video based on the million subscriber. Everyone does, hey, I hit a million. And they, want, they throw a pizza party, all this, all this crazy shit. I said, you know what? Let's make a one million subscriber video. But what do we do? I said, what's the, what's the cringiest thing we can do? And I said, let's do this. For the one millionth video, one million subscriber video, taking my millionth subscriber's wife out to dinner. <laughs> dude, dude, that video, we filmed literally everything. We filmed me getting ready for the date. I got dressed up in like a in, in like my my IT guys outfit. I had a button up shirt. I had like How did you make the decision to take the wife? Because not the person. Because it's funnier. Oh, it's okay. weirder. It's it's weird. weird. Yeah, because yeah. like taking my millions. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? Right. No, no, no. You take his wife to dinner, and I'll tell you, <laughs> it had absolutely nothing to do with cars whatsoever. And that was the, the the scary part is that like this is a car channel, right? If I don't, car channels are probably one of the most expensive channels to run. You have a video game channel. You can make millions just playing video games. If you have a makeup channel, you can make millions just putting on lipstick, right? right. For car channel, you have to buy the cars, fix them, build them, upgrade them, et cetera. Right? Mm. Now for yeah. this, I, I mean, I, I, was, I was like broke as hell. I was like, I don't have any money left. Let's figure something out. We did that video. Surprisingly, out of nowhere, it was one of the most successful videos I've ever done. Really? Because it was just- So weird. It was, it, it, and the, the, the wife, she wasn't an actress. Everything that I had to do was improv. I had to, I got her gifts. One of the gifts was a vibrator. And it was <laughs> seriously, and 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 she she had no idea what we were gonna give her, right. but everything was improv, and it was probably one of the most fun times I've ever had. Really, it was amazing. I had, I had Stephen, my right hand man. He was filming everything, and he was filming our live interaction. She knew nothing that was going to happen, and she just played along. It was perfect. It was, and so I enjoy doing stuff like that. I enjoy awkward humor and awkward. Uh, uh, situations. For so, sure. have you thought about doing more kind of videos like that, like different yeah, scenarios? Yeah, we, we, we did. We did another one that was wildly popular too. We uh, we found a, a car from a girl on Tinder. It was supposed to be a Tinder date, 
and she had a car like in her profile that I wanted to buy. It, it was, you'll have to watch it. It was actually a pretty, I thought it was pretty entertaining, but it was, I'm starting to steer a little bit more away from the car stuff. Oh. And then just a little bit more like sketch random comedy and stuff. So we have a lot of different random things that we do. But what I really wanted to do was, <clears throat> so there's the car side of me and then there's the, you know, the uh, the comedic timing side of me. I actually want to do a screenplay, um, I guess, to get more in touch with my, I guess you could say, I don't want to say, sensitive side. Mm. So there's a couple issues that, you know how you, you, a lot of issues that you have built up, you could do through comedy. Right. If you have an issue, you could do it through art, artistic art. So there was, um, I wanted to do a, a screenplay on something called The Faceless Man. I don't, I'm going to give this whole thing away. It doesn't really matter. I'll probably never make it. But uh, The Faceless Man is someone that you see every day, but you don't recognize him as a person at all. You just see him every day. He's like a blank face. You, okay, I see that guy. That's great. There was this guy um, that worked at Starbucks, right? I used to go to this Starbucks every day. And... I, I look at him and I could see, you could immediately see when someone doesn't belong in a certain scenario, right? You could tell when someone's an outcast. So he was there. He was like a, probably like a 35, 40 something year old man, a little overweight, kind of awkward. And at Starbucks, there's always these young, hip, sprightly people. Hey, can I get your order? Hey, you know, what's your name? They write your name wrong, make all these jokes. He kind of stuck out as the person that no one really talked to. So I go there every day. He's awkward. People are just like, you know, whatever. I don't really care about him that much. And you could tell he was not like the others, right? Um, I would see this guy walk home every day, just like a regular, regular guy, but he wasn't cool. He wasn't with it. He worked at Starbucks, lived in an apartment by himself. And this is like part of what I wanted to portray to people. There are people that are that we don't really recognize as people that we just pass every day that are like suffering inherently. You know what I mean? Mm. He's not like anyone else. He, he's socially awkward, doesn't have a girlfriend, and he makes minimum wage. So as a guy in this society, as a man in this society, it's hard to, if you can't provide, right? right. Who, who, what are you really doing? You're socially awkward, you can't get a girl, make minimum wage. In today's culture, it's all about who has the most money. What can you do for me type of thing? Right. So if you have like a, for example, I think like five of my friends, six of my friends, they all found their wives when they were either living at home with their parents or in a small apartment, right? It's like, hey, come with me, we'll get married, start a family, live in a nice big house. You never see it go the other way. Who is this awkward guy that makes minimum wage? Who's gonna take him and say, hey, listen, let me make something out of you? Like, his, his, what's his fate? So as time went on, um, I, it was so awkward because I could tell he was uncomfortable. I wanted to approach him and say, hey, what's up, man? Like, what, what do you say to that? Like, how, how do two guys become friends? What, what do I say? Hey, how's it going? Like, how are things? Like, can I talk to you and not come across as weird? That's hard to do that, right? So you just kind of got this in your head just from going to this Starbucks and seeing this guy on a regular basis. Exactly. So I know there's people that are out there that are just quietly suffering. They live alone. Yeah. They, they don't have any friends, and they're just weird. So one day, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm, I'm going to talk to him. Ended up getting a phone call. Didn't end up talking to the guy. I saw him walking home. I live in a small town, so I know, you know where he lived. And I didn't see him for like weeks. Went to Starbucks. Hey, and hey, how, is this guy still here? They're like, no, he left. So and so and so. Uh, turns out, did some more digging. They found him dead in his apartment. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So When did they find him dead? Uh, I, I looked at the news. I think it was after I stopped seeing him, I think it coincided within three days of that. 
So did he die of suicide, of an overdose? I have no idea. No idea. No, because they, because they wouldn't. I don't think they would release that because he was like a oh, nobody. Right, they right. just said they found a body. They didn't. They wouldn't release the autopsy oh, and say, "Hey, Jesus." So, like, what do you? So maybe he ended it. Maybe. So that's the problem. So yeah. I think I, I wanted to make something based on there are people out there like that. You know, men have what four times higher than women's suicide rates. I yeah. want to talk about. Hey, listen, this is the faceless man, the guy that you never would think of talking to. Everyone's suffering in some way. So I, I want to do something like that. I think. The what would be the way you would do it though? Like what would be what would you try to get out of it? That's the hard part. This is the part I've been struggling with for the longest time. I don't know how to end it mm. because he's still him. As much as I want to say, I mean, I'll have other character. I'll have him in my head. He has a mom, and his mom, you know, she smokes ten packs a day. Oh, so this is like your screenplay? Yeah. So, so right. the the actual story of what happened is that that is actually true. But me adding the characters, obviously, that that's part of my screenplay. So I want to make a story about him because no one, he's a faceless guy. Right. Like he's, he lives alone. If he, his parents probably passed. If he dies, no one would notice. The biggest thing is this. What story do I tell? Do I tell the story of him passing away and no one noticing? And that's super dark mm. because he did die and no one at Starbucks knew. They just thought he just like he just didn't show up for work one day. Right. And that's the scary part. Do I tell a story that's based on if you pass away and you're the faceless man, no one would notice, which is which is sad. But it's also the reality that a lot of people face a lot of people. And that's and that's unfortunate. I don't know how to how do I make that into a happy story? Do I make it into a happy story or do I just tell the truth like this man that was suffering by himself had no one and he passed away and no one knew the difference. How do I make that happy? Mm. Like, and, and do I do I even tell the story? This this is the kind of, this is these are the kind of things that I think about. I think about, you know, you know, you have like this new thing now where like influencers are selling like their their underwear, <laughs> yeah, or like or they sell actually yeah. one one woman sold her bath water. <laughs> Seriously, you, you, I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, they, there's they, one where a girl was selling farts. She was farting in a jar so much that she actually got her to go to the hospital. But do you believe that? I do. I don't. Because people buy it. Oh, yeah. The, the, the fart thing, I, no. But the, the bathwater thing, I absolutely believe. Oh, yes. the bathwater thing, yeah. I think, was probably real. Yeah. But, like, if you're a woman that's willing to sell your farts, right. you're probably not even really farting in those jars. You're probably not. No, absolutely not. Can you get a fart in a jar? You can't. No. That thing, this would pay you, you won't smell shit. She's probably, shitting, sure? in the, she's probably shitting in the jars. <laughs> but if you fart in a jar, is it possible to seal that bitch up so quickly? No. It, it, most of it would escape. Most of it. Yeah, you, it you, figure, scent, a, you, you figure. You figure. You know. Fart? You figure your balloon knot's only so big. I bet if Joey Diaz farted in a jar, you could smell it for years. <laughs> You're like a time capsule. <laughs> so it depends on what kind of fart. Like if you a grown man if fart. It's, if it's wet and some liquid Ooh. falls in there, then yeah, you're fine. Just seal up. You'll have it for for ten years. But just the air, you do have some air in that jar. Right. And if you just seal it real quick. I mean, right. If you fart. Especially, like, doesn't it rise? It's, it's going to escape, Joe. It's going to escape. Mm. It always escapes. It's just air. Gas. 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 Yeah. But wouldn't some of it stay in the jar? There's, I, it, it could be a call, obviously fake, but there's a, a funny TikTok video where a kid far, farts in a jar and buries it. Yeah. And then pulls the digs up a few days later. How's it smell? Later. How's it smell? Well, everyone you're sh he's showing it to gives a bad reaction, but they could just be acting. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? I want to know how that you'd ends. Have, you'd actually have uh, to smell it. I might actually do that. Yeah. But, I don't know. but yeah, so they sell the farts in the jar. Right. And it's like influencers, influencers, and, so, and 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 that's what they, that's what they do. So he would be the faceless man. 
it sounds weird. And I, I always had a thing where whenever who, – who's the target audience for buying farts in a jar? Who's the target audience? Oh, the, the fart, fart jar. jar. There's a fart <laughs> jar to capture your baby's farts for safe, sentimental keep. For how long? What? How long does that last? How do you know when your baby's going to fart? I don't know. Just keep that thing annoying your baby? It's like a, I think this, oh, is, this is a, a real product. What, do you stick this it in your, your baby? This how, is a joke, how do you do buddy. it? That's a, nah, no way. This is a joke. Okay, maybe it is. This why, is, why, is it only baby farts? Like, yeah. how do they... Yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you put, oh, oh, you put it in there. Oh, shoot. That's crazy. Hold on. Yeah, that is. What are you doing to your kid? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking weirdo. Well, you, I guess you could take their temperature at the same time. It's, just a it's a parody. Thing. Yeah. It's a parody. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's it. That, that's what I want to do. Like he, he'd be the target audience for that. So, but why, why is the this loner, this like type of outcast person, so interesting to you? Because it made me. I felt awful about for him. It. I felt awful that I didn't. There's some people that are okay being alone. Right. That's fine. You live home until you're 100 years. That's fine. Some people aren't. And I guess I want to tell the story about the people that aren't really talked about. No one really talks about lonely guys that live by themselves that society considers as outcasts because they don't make enough money to support and take care of a woman or a family. But is that why they're an outcast? Is that the only reason why? I mean, At, many, many of them, I'm sure, have like social issues. And correct. Yeah. Anxiety. But, and But some people, I mean, if you're, you know, you know, body image stuff, if you're kind of awkward, overweight, guy doesn't make much money. It's hard to find that ideal partner in a lot of cases because in, in today's day and age of social media, mm -hmm. everyone paints these images of who they want to be with. That's true. You know, if, if like my, I actually had a question for you, I'll ask you after this, but my, my daughter, for example, like she's, she's super young, but she wears a jacket Every, like it's a it's a hundred degrees out in in back back in real. She has a jacket where she goes, and even though it's a hundred degrees outside, she still has that jacket on because you know she's she's a young girl and her body is changing, mm -hmm. right? So the reason why she wears the jacket is because she's so self conscious about how she looks, right? And the reason that the main issue for that is because of social media mm. and body image expectations, right? That's real. So which which it's real and it's scary. So my thing is is. A, I think social media could, is, is the devil, even though I, I make money off of it. it. The thing is, explaining someone's life story like that, like the faceless man, is something I want to portray because I know a lot of people suffer from that. A lot of people have issues, and they're looked at as society's outcasts. Like, I'm sure you pass by people every day. They're just sure. like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure. It's mostly the fact that I think everyone is suffering in some way. A and lot you, of people are you, suffering. And you never really know. I mean, people like, he could be the happiest guy in the world, and... You could be gone, like Robin Williams, for example. Ha super happy guy, but it's just like you know. Yeah, but he had like a serious issue. He had the thing called Louis Body Syndrome. Right. He also had a heart attack, mm -hmm. and because of the heart attack, he was under he had open heart surgery. And when you have uh, long term anesthesia, like right. many, multiple hours of anesthesia, a lot of times your hormonal system is completely disrupted, and a lot of right. people become very depressed after that. And those are stories that. Those are things that the average person wouldn't know. Right. They see him as the happiest guy in the world. They would pass him, hey, this is a happy guy. He's a movie star. This is awesome. He's doing great. Yeah. But everyone's suffering from something that isn't always in the public eye, is what I'm saying. Mm. You know what the I mean? thing about a guy who's working at Starbucks, it's like when you're working and you're making a, a very small amount of money, bar barely enough to take care of yourself, mm -hmm. you have to, fit, like, if, you, if there's a thing you want to do other than that, right. how do you even do it?
How do you get out of that hole? How do you get out of that hole? Because you you're check to check every week, right? <clears throat> like my, my even even my daughter, for example, she's um, you know, when she gets out, she's gonna make you know great money, I'm sure. But dude, you know how much houses cost? Houses are ridiculous and getting worse, right? You know how much mean, houses cost? Who, how do you how do you break that cycle? If you make minimum wage, right? How do you break the cycle and get into something, and then all of us because, you know, a lot of women are lucky in the sense that hey, if you're if you're attractive, and you're nice and sweet. Some yeah, guy, some guy will pick you up. Oof. You know, but do you want to rely on that? No, you don't. I mean, you could get lucky and meet a great guy, right? Or you can meet some abusive, some piece creep. of shit, right? Exactly. You know, but and or someone who steals from you. But there is an option. They do have. Hey, someone's going to say, "Hey, look, you're kind of cute." It could either go one way or the other. That guy has no choice. Right. No he's one's. Not gonna, no one's coming for him. He's not going to find a gigolo. <laughs> right. Probably not. He's not going to find. Well, a gigolo is a hooker, man. Yeah. Hooker. Wrong. Yeah. A male sugar daddy. Right. I mean, who's he going to well, find? No. Maybe. That's that's, that's his only option, or a female sugar daddy, right? Sugar mama. What is he going to do? Yeah, that's and it. what does he want to do? What did he wish he would do? Right. And what you know, what led him to be there in the first place? But that's a depressing ass story. That's a, so. How do I, how do I end it? I need your help, Joe. How do I end that story on a good note that tells a message? Because you end it right the, here and right now, and yeah, don't do it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's, it's a, a it's uncomfortable a, reality of people. But that's what I. That's the story I want to tell. You know how this happens all the time, where it's. Your your mom will say, "Oh, you're you're so attractive, honey. You're gonna find someone," and they always mm. give you that false sense of security, like, "Oh, my mom said it. I'm sure it's gonna be fine." Someone might gas you up and have a yes man that says, "Hey, you're gonna be okay." Yeah. Guess what, Joe? Some people aren't okay. No, a lot of people aren't okay. Some people are lied to incessantly to make themselves feel better, or the person saying it feel better. But other people aren't gonna be okay. Also, know? what you're talking about with social media, you're dealing with the expectations of. A lot of people that what they're putting out is not even accurate right so you're judging yourself by an inaccurate depiction of other right. people's supposedly happy lives where they might be a fucking mess exactly I mean so many people what they want to put out on social media they want to pretend that right. everything's hunky-dory and absolutely. their life's amazing and absolutely you know you've yeah. seen those memes of girls that are pretending to be on these vacations and right and, and you see the guys who are paying for the vacations. yeah it's like some old guy yeah, big fat <laughs> it's like guy. some big fat guy yeah yeah it's it's, uh, it's tough, man. I mean, I, I wish I know this. This it, the conversation took a turn for sure, but I think about that stuff. Like, there's a happy side, I mean, there's the dark side that thinks yeah. there are people out there that don't have it so good. You well, know? you're a nice guy, Rich. You're a sensitive guy, and you're thinking about these people I'm that a, are fucked. I'm a sensitive man. But a sensitive man. These those people are fucked, and yeah. that is a hard situation to get out of. Yeah, it's and a hard you, you'd have to know the person, know what's wrong. How did it go wrong? What what do you want to do? What do you right. wish you were doing? How'd you get to this p spot in the first place? Right. Like, and then it's, what are your options? But that's the thing. I think we're, we're lucky in the sense that right now we could say, well, what do you want to do? You could do whatever you want to do, Joe. Yeah. You do whatever you want. So some people, it's like, it's like comedy. Mm -hmm. Even if you work your ass off after 10 years, you can still be in the same spot. No matter how, it, so you, you working hard has no correlation between working hard and success, which well, is unfortunate. Well, you have to think hard. And then you have to come up with actual real solutions to very complex problems. Right. That's that's life. Life is not just about working hard. You no. can work hard as a laborer and be poor and die. Right. You can and lay bricks all day. That's it. All day, nothing. and then one day your body stops working. Mm -hmm. And that's that's also real. Or you could start a masonry company and start right. doing well and hire employees and do a good job and right. you know meticulous work and be known for it and develop a reputation and have a nice business and mm -hmm. have fucking barbecues and cookouts and your your family comes over and then you live that. your life absolutely and you have a great life right 
But what is the difference between the person who just stays a laborer and the person who figures out how to start their own company? And there's a lot of variables in there. Right. Decisions some and... Some people don't have it in them, too. I think some... Mm -hmm. The unfortunate part is that not everyone could be a CEO. Right. Some people are just workers. That sucks. Yeah. It's... We don't want to say that because you want to say everyone can make it. That's what... That, that's the problem we're in right now, though, Yeah. Joe. It's no. like, oh, yeah, you're going to be fine. You're the most handsomest boy in the world. Mm -hmm. You're going to find a, a great girl. Guess what? Mom died. Didn't find a girl yet. He's 50 years old. Yeah. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. Everyone is... There's... There's participation trophies and there's multiple ways of people feeling better about themselves. But sometimes there's hard truths that, hey, listen, these things might not happen for you. Right. What do you concentrate on, though? I mean, and these people with these hard truths, I mean, a hard truth person in America is probably way better off than the average person that's living in a third world country. Absolutely. Which is even more fucked. I know. Well, when you find out that when you look at the number, when you say the 1%, if you make $34,000 a year, you're in the 1% of the world. Really? Yeah. Well, how about the U.S.? What's, what's the 1% what's the in the United States? That's a good question. Let's I don't know guess. What it is. Let's say a guess. You want to say it's like, you think it's like 200 grand? What do you think it is? I think it's what's like. What's the number? Like 250. 250? Maybe, yeah. So. That's, that's incredible, Joe. Yeah. Well, let's say, yeah, let's say 250. Yeah. Let's say 250. What, what do you think it is, Jamie? You got to guess. I have a feeling Jamie's looking it up right well, now. I'm looking it up. I haven't, I haven't hit the enter button yet. Uh, that's probably close to that. That's okay. Maybe even higher. But okay. Yeah. Let's see what a one percenter is in the United States of America. One percent, top one percent of income maker. Yeah, I was gonna say four hundred just to be different, but it's higher than that even. Really? Half really? a million? It's almost six hundred k. Wow. Really? Wait, wait. How, how many? Is it a single? How many family? How many people in the home? American family. I don't know. So it's probably two and. Two oh, okay. Two so that would be a husband and a wife, and okay. According so, to a recent study. Uh, uh, the finance website Smart Asset, an American family needed to earn $597,815 in 2021 to be in the top 1% nationally. Okay, but how big is that family? You could have a, a family of like 30 people living in the same... Like how does no, that... I think it's like two people. I think it's like a husband and wife or a husband and a husband or a wife and a wife, right? Income inequality, top 1% of the U.F., what they make. All right, so that, so... Says, that says 350000 uh, it was, I'm oh, five, five, five thirty-eight. Okay, so it's pretty close. Oh, so so, so house, household income is two hundred one. Individual is one twenty-nine. Mm. This one says, yeah, single earners three hundred fifty-seven thousand. Wow. Mm. Okay, so three hundred fifty-seven thousand yeah. dollars for a single earner. That is a fucking great job. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to That's be in the money. top. But you know, one percent of the world. There's a lot of people in the United States too. Just country, yeah, just country. Yeah. Right. And th but in this in the world though, the it's US, 34,000. Really? Yeah, 34,000. That's how bad the rest of the world has it. Well, you can average. Weren't there some people that used to want to live on, on the beach in like Taiwan or something mm -hmm. for like $29 a month? Yeah, some people don't want to be a 1%er. They just want right. to relax. They just want peace in nature. You know, there's a lot of people that that's what they want or you want to be like a subsistence person. You just right. want to plot of land that you can live off the eat berries yeah, all day yeah, yeah fucking grow your own vegetables and have regenerative farming and composting and right i don't know how they make money but yeah you know maybe buy a tesla or something what <laughs> save the higher. world their, their net worth is over 11 million though that's quite a bit higher than that's, that's a lot oh. so, so is, is there any actual mm. truth to this at all 11 million like net worth so that means like your house and mm -hmm. The stuff you have in stocks and Jeez. shit, and so you. But that makes sense. So if you're making six hundred thousand dollars a year, that like you know you've been working for thirty years, right? You might have 
some assets. 10%, 10% 2%. That's oh, a lot of fucking money. So man. I'm probably like, a, let me see. So 10% is 1.2 million. I'm probably a good, like, maybe 30% or so. So I'm up there. I'll get there. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> Joe, the I have haves and the have nots. Joe, what is the one thing, the one tangible thing that you could remove from this world that would instantly make it a better place? What do you think that thing is? Hmm. You could remove one thing. It can't be a feeling or a little happiness or world hunger. Tangible. That's a good question. Where would you go? Would you go with environmental? Would you go with murder? Would you go with war? What would you go with? I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably gonna get crucified for this, Joe. But I think, I think guns. Guns. So I have. I have guns. Right. Right. Here's the thing. I wonder when you think about wars and like shootings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Would not having any of those uh, weapons of destruction actually help things? Do you know what the Mongols did without guns? Oh, all kinds of disgusting things. They, they killed 10% of the world's population during the Genghis Khan's life. But like in, in modern times, though, right. what would, what would people that, that aren't would be... soldiers, yeah, people that aren't soldiers in modern times, there, I mean, would there there'd be no more mass shootings? Like how, how would There'd you... There'd also be no more police protection. But, but it would, but it would force people to know how to fight. <laughs> you'd be, oh. you'd be in fisticuffs left and right. You'd have people, to people would go to be in shape. People would go to the yeah, oh poor thing, poor Americans getting in shape. Could you yeah, imagine, you Joe? To, like, oh, that'd be, that'd be terrible. And even if you learn how to fight, there's like physical limitations. The gun is the great equalizer, where a 90 pound woman can shoot a 300 pound man and kill him because he's trying to get her. True, but if we, I think at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait. Aren't there some countries that don't allow guns? I think the UK, England, for example. You have yeah, guns there? it's very hard to get a gun in England. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get some sort of a hunting rifle. Right. So what's so what's most of their violence based on? Like knives. I, knives. A lot of stabbings. Getting stabs up. Are there mass stabbings though? Can you stab like thirty-eight people? I guess you could if you were on a subway and yeah. you just went ham. Right. Better than a gun though. Okay, I'm not saying it's bad, but like I'm I'm wondering what thing could you remove to make it better? Would that make it a better place? Would it, it not? would make it a better place for the people that didn't get shot. Right. But isn't it really like what is causing a person to do that? And would that Correct. eliminate that? Because right. when you think about a mass shooter, like a mass shooter is when it, when you were talking about your Starbucks employee, I was like, maybe that guy's a mass yeah. shooter. <laughs> He's probably going to shoot the place up at some point, right? A lot of those folks are the ones that are like disenfranchised from society and severely depressed and angry and right. lash out at the world. Mm-hmm. But is it is it better for them to lash out with their fist, though? I don't think they would. No, they wouldn't, because they're probably not in shape either. Well, they're, yeah, they would get killed by other people. Right. I mean, I don't know if that... But I, I, I wondered that for, for days now. Like, what is... Would that make the world a better place? I mean, people would obviously find something else to mess each other up with. You probably would have less food, too, though. Because you, you wouldn't be able to hunt food. You'd have to use a born arrow, Joe. You could use that. Ooh, use an arrow to cut elk. You know? Launch, like, three arrows in them. Ugh. <laughs> Four arrows. You got to get close. Yeah, it's um, it's not that easy. No, I think, it's not. I, th- I think the gun thing, like it would be, if you could eliminate gun violence from well, the world, that's easy. Yeah, of course, that would be right. an amazing thing. But well, you know that more people die from twenty twenty from sticking things up their ass <laughs> than died from AR fifteen. Really, I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. It's fact. You know what they um, not right. Funny story, but story. I have a friend that, that's a nurse, and a man came with a chicken. And the chicken was on his lap, and he was, the chicken was going ape shit, right, in, in the waiting area. Because the chicken was stuck on his dick. Exactly. Yeah. 
I knew that was coming. But people I know men. But people <laughs> I know. Is it a warm hole? I'll take it. Yeah, right. Well, that's so, so, so that's the thing. So so the the <laughs> well, well well here's here's the fun part. What do you think happened to the chicken? Well, how did he get all the way to the emergency room? Like, how much did he want to keep this chicken alive? I well, he probably couldn't get it off once that oh, once that chi- once that chicken Christ. clenches up on that thing. Oh my God! Yeah. When when if you kill the chicken, the chicken would relax. So here's the thing. So they went there, and uh, she's like, "Well, we're not a vet. We don't have we don't have the tools to to sedate this chicken. So I think they gave it a very small dose of a sedative or to a human. Gave it to the chicken. The chicken died. Wow. Didn't make it. That's the sad part. But I had so many questions. Like, what happens that. to the chicken out there? It did not surpass AR rifle check in 2020? That's what this says. Okay, what does it say here? 2020, there were 287 cases of people dying by putting foreign objects in their anus. That's a lot. So that's not true? This uh, is what the post looked like on Facebook at the time of the writing. And what is the actual number said, of people that died from things in their butt? Well, that wasn't oh, that. It was more people died from a rifle. I don't know. That yeah, but that's 2015 was... to 2019. Yeah. That's four years. If it was 250 people a year, that would be like the same amount it's or close to get it. The data for the years they tried. So here's okay, the hold on a second. Yeah. So include AR and other assault survivors. Lead story efforts to reach FBI for 2020 data were unsuccessful. So they don't have the information. They don't have the information, but. If you're looking at 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19, that's five years of total number of was people 1500, killed. Was 1,500, yeah. Was 1,500. And you had one year, 300 yeah. for anal deaths. That would be close, but like, what are the actual numbers of people that have died by putting things in their ass? That's what it was. It's 320. It's actually 287 cases yeah. of people dying? Yeah. The crazy part is who writes this down? Is that like a cause of death, anus? You know what I mean? Like, how does... That's the amazing part. So this is definitely wrong in terms of how many people have been killed by ARs in the last five years. What I had seen, it was a a one-year thing. So in 2020, there was 287 cases of people dying by putting foreign objects in their butt. But when you look at people that have been killed by rifles, it was how many people? Well, why don't you just ask, how many people were killed in 2020 by rifles? But here's the other thing. When it says... Um, okay, according to FBI, the murder by rifle, the total number for those five years was 1,573 people. Rifle is the statistical category that includes AR and other assault-style rifles. But like, It also says they reached out to a board-certified colorectal surgeon, and he doesn't know of a database that <laughs> yeah, that's a number of... Yeah, that, that's what I was asking. Like, how does he even know? That's amazing. Yeah, that could be just a fake meme that somebody right. just wrote down. Right. Um, I, I know people have definitely died from stuff up their butt, and people have definitely died from ARs. Mm-hmm. But I think that... Um, you know people have died from up their butt, really? Like, no, know them? No, I know that oh, okay. it's real. Like, that's pretty a cool. Mine. <laughs> a buddy of mine. I had a buddy of mine that was a surgeon. <laughs> he was an ophthalmologist, actually, and he did yeah. his residency in Miami during the cocaine days of the 80s. Yeah. And he said they were always getting people with, the like, G.I. Joe dolls, light bulbs, all kinds of stuff stuffed up their pocket. Why? Why the light bulb? Like, pleasure? <sighs> I think people do things to hurt themselves. Like, there's, okay. a, there's, a, a, there's a video that I saw once, unfortunately, called One Guy, One Jar. Oh, I saw. Th- oh, Joe, don't say that. Yeah, so the jar, why, the jar, the jar broke. The, right, the, the, yeah, right. I couldn't why? do that. Never watched why'd that again. Why did that guy do that? What what kind of like pain was he in? Like, yeah, what kind of psychological? Maybe it was the guy from Starbucks. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Like, why? Yeah. Why would someone do that? Why would someone put a GI Joe doll up their ass? Why would someone 
fuck a chicken. Like, right. What's wrong with people? Yeah. The chicken, I kind of understand. Be I would better to come up with a screenplay for uh, the backstory of someone on your mom's house videos. Like, just pick a video. Right. Yeah. Right. Come up with the story on that guy. Yeah. Well, have you ever seen the documentary <laughs> Zoo? No. Well, it's it's about people that have an attraction to animals. Oh, God. There was a guy who died in Seattle, in, in, in Washington State, in like the early 2000s, and he died getting fucked to death by a horse. Jesus. And I mean, you only last. The horses are, are hung. Yeah, but so he, this guy you. had been fucked a bunch of times by horses. Multiple horses or just like a gang Bunch thing? of different horses. You know, now, <laughs> How do you train the horse? Yeah. What happened was there was like this online group. Oh, I think no. it's called zoophilia. That's the the, the psychological condition. Yeah. Oh, is this the, what yeah, what, yeah, what an image? What an image, huh? Yeah. So this, this is the documentary about the guy, but the video. Oh, the guy's called... in his eyes. Oh God, yeah. I don't know. About, I don't know about this. Is that the guy, a reflection of a man in his eyes? Yes. A naked man. The video is called Mr. Hands, and you can find mm. Mr. Hands the video online, and you can actually see this man get fucked by a horse. Mm. And uh, so what happened was they brought this guy into the emergency room, yeah. and the, the doctor's like, um, what the fuck happened? He had no organs left pretty much, yeah, at that he point. He got blown out, and <laughs> this uh, investigation was opened. Oh, no. Yeah. What an image. Thank you, Jamie. Yikes. Thank you very much. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mr. Hands. Yeah. The uh, that was a that's just to show how horses yeah anatomy yeah. compares. What what a, what a strange <laughs> image placement for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. So the guy died, and then they made this documentary called Zoo. Yeah, the documentary is very interesting because it's about a real group of people that um, one of them they met they met online, and one guy had a farm. Yeah, and so they invited all these other people who were also into getting fucked by animals onto this farm. And then they filmed it, and they had hundreds of hours of people having sex with animals. Yeah, because in Washington State, I think up until the time where this happened, that was okay, right? It was legal. Yeah, yeah. There was like only a couple states where you're allowed yeah. to fuck animals. Go Washington. Thank you. Mm. Jeez, for closing that loophole. Freedom, the... America. Freedom. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, <clears throat> Kenneth. How do you say that name? Anal. Uh, Pinion. 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 Um, a Boeing aircraft, aircraft engineer? engineer. Oh my oh, yeah. goodness! You had a life for you. He died from injuries sustained received from during anal sex with a stallion. I like it how it says stallion. Why is it all caps? caps. Yeah, right. <laughs> during the sex act, filmed by Pal. I like that it says James. Pal James Tate. Uh, Pinion suffered a perforated colon oh, from being shafted by the horse and later died from it. Prosecutors determined that the horse had not been injured uh, by being allowed to engage in the sex in sex in this manner. According to the medical examiner's office, Pinyan died of acute peritonitis due to perforation of the colon. Yeah, it was ruled accidental. How's that accidental? Well, well he said it's, he's, he, he refused to go to the hospital yeah. for several hours. And yeah, he's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Fine. That's the thing. So, uh, so Kenneth, right? Yes. And his friend James filmed it. How do they, like, two guys just having a conversation in a room? How did James know that Kenneth was into that? Like, I how think does, they how met does that come online. Up? I think they met in like a, a horse, like a, a horse, a horse a chat horse room, fucking chat room. God, yeah. this horse fucking chat rooms. I, this is probably everything. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Jamie, can you find one? I'm I'd sure. I, I bet yeah. if you go to Reddit, they, yeah. they can oh, steer you in that direction. Reddit has everything, right? They could probably like let you know that these things are real. I think it's uh, 
it's a psychological disorder where people are want to like, hurt themselves. Yeah, they they also want to get fucked by animals, like specifically animals. Just find like a hung black guy or something. Because I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it's the person wanting to fuck an animal. I think it's the animal they want this animal to fuck them. Right. Like, well, there's a lot of women that have been like, wasn't that a Marie Antoinette? Who's the woman that like died? From getting fucked by a horse, it was like a famous, or maybe it was I just didn't know. There's this like a th- there's more than one of them. There's like multiple people. I'm assuming there was like a famous historical, like uh, royalty person. Was it accidental was, or was it like whoa? It might not have even there's been. There's a real. story of Catherine the Great. Supposed, Catherine the Great. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. So this this says she did not. Yeah. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Somebody has been. Yeah, absolutely. That guy definitely has been. Right. And probably Kenneth, a lot Ken- of people. Poor Kenneth. All throughout history, have been fucked to death by horses. Right, it's probably not a uncommon thing. Maybe a zebra or a giraffe or something. That'll really. Boy, you got to get a zebra relaxed. Yeah, they're usually like, pretty. Yeah, they buck like crazy. They don't want to stay in a stable. Right. They're wild. Right, you, know? you can't hold them down. But there's, I don't know why we brought this up. I guess it's like the loner, <laughs> wait, sad. How do we get here? Person with, you know, the human mind is a weird, pliable, flexible, and really un. You know, it's unpredictable thing. Right. Like people like all kinds of shit. You take a baby with their genetics, and then you, you, a lot of life experiences, a lot of trauma, a lot of this, and then what does it wind up at fifty four? Well, well, this guy right. winds Kenneth, up getting fucked by a horse. Kenneth, I always remember that name. Some, Some people Kenneth. they're they're doing crack in the you know the back parking lot of a McDonald's. Right. It's like what it what what causes that guy to be the Starbucks employee that's right. alone and dies right. in his apartment and nobody right. misses him. Right. What causes that guy to get fucked to death by a horse? Who knows, man? It's got to be yeah. some imbalance. I feel like the guy at Starbucks is a normal guy, and I feel like the guy that wants to get railed by a horse and killed by it eventually is... I don't think he's all there. Is he a you, normal guy? Meanwhile, he's an engineer. He's a Boeing engineer. Yeah. So meanwhile, he's like designing planes and Th- shit. That's got to be a black mark yeah. for Boeing, though. According to the story, they had they found tape, hundreds of hours of tape seized. Yeah. That's what I said. Whose horse oh, was sorry, it? Sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> can, you, can, you just get a, can you just get a horse? Yeah. Hundreds of hours You blocked that out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's well, trauma. I think they had a lot of people coming over. Well, it says it was just these two guys. What? Just well, these two guys? Said, I shouldn't remember. It says it's frequented by men who engage in sex acts with animals. <sighs> Boeing must be pissed. It's like, one come of on, 17 man. states where it was yeah, a lot Yeah, Boeing would like us to shut the fuck up yeah, about Yeah, seriously. This. Boeing would come and cease and desist hey, pretty soon. stop. Yeah. I guess you're Stop right. talking. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. The, the internet chat rooms are people who want to have sex with livestock. Livestock specifically? So it's like like sheep and mm. stuff? Farm animals. Well, I think those are the only animals you can get to fuck you. Like, you know, it's probably a wild animal. You, you can't even get them to sit still. That and they're well endowed, too. Horses are pretty well, you could train a horse pretty well. A zebra, good luck. You can't train a, not when he's trying to fuck you. you tra- if you watch the video, it's yeah. horrific. Really? Yeah, because it just, you look at the, the, the dick is as long as my arm, yep. and then you look at his body, and you do the math. Yeah. I'm like, where's it going? Out of his mouth. And it just goes right. right up there. And the guy makes a noise that you only make when you're getting <laughs> fucked to death by a horse. There's a, yeah, like you can't. Thanks for fake repeating that, that sound. I appreciate that. You're pretty good. At, you, you're good at that. You have the Thank engine you. sounds down. You're pretty good, Joe. Thank you. Nice, talented. Yeah, <laughs> multifaceted. That's why I'm here, not working at Starbucks. <laughs> it's uh, right. Sad life. Yeah. Some people they look, man. 
that's the unfortunate reality of, of human existence, right? He said he did have a, I mean, it was obvious. But Duh. <laughs> yeah. Mental He's Ill. mentally ill. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Uh, they uh, states that bestiality or zoophilia, like other paraphilias, non-standard sexual desires and practices, is a diagnosable disorder if it causes clinically significant stress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. Well, he, had a, he had a whole ass job as an engineer. That's not easy. Yeah. Engineer for Boeing. Right. You think he planted like some like horse penises on the plane every once in a while? Somewhere? Probably not. Yeah, it's probably like sticking to his job, and right. then he'd get off work and he's just like, look for some something to fill that hole. Yeah, he's no like, pun hey, intended. Hey, Kenneth, you want to hang out? No, I got something to do later. I got somewhere for me at home. Just like to be around animals. I got, you know? I got a lot going on. He's like uh, the guy's just really into nature, right? So you bought a horse, Kenneth? That's kind of cool. What, yeah. what are you gonna ride it? Nope. I don't think it was even me. their horse. I think it was someone else's horse. So I think the guy who brought him to the hospital. Actually, wanted to get wind up getting charged with criminal trespassing because he stole the horse. Is that yeah. true? Yep, that's the only charge there was in the case. Yeah, because you can't charge the horse according to the right. But can't so, you like? Can't, isn't there like a law protecting animals? Because you can't do that. Well, that's a good point. Or maybe, if but he, in Washington State, there wasn't a law. I'm wondering. Yeah, it's what, like would helpless it, animals is what the law says, or mm, something like that. Would it have been different if he was the pitcher? If you know what I mean, right? Then it would be different, right? Because then you're fucking the animal. That's, but there's still no consent. That, that right. horse didn't ask to put, you know what I mean? That's true. Well, they just grabbed the dick and put it right in the guy's butt, and the right. horse was like, fine. The right. horse just wanted something warm. Hey, Jamie, consent is not in the law. I was going to say, the, really? That's in this article. They were, they were was, like, talked about all How did you know I was going to ask you that? I was just <laughs> going to ask, can you look up the laws of consent says, for horses? Expressions of concern for animal consent, in quotes, do not seem to be consistent with the terms of U.S. law. The notion of animal consent does not appear anywhere in law. Animals may be legally castrated, oh, right. hunted, yeah. or butchered, all without their consent. Good point. As long as animal cru cruelty statutes are not violated. What is the animal cruelty? Actually, it doesn't matter. If you, if you have your head cut off, you could stick your penis yeah. in a man. I mean, like, obviously killing an animal is cruel, right? So, like, we buy meat from an animal that's killed. Right. It's obviously, there's some kind of cruelty, depending upon, particularly if they do it, like, I think kosher practices are some of the most cruel because they just slice their throat. Right. Like for an animal to be kosher killed, I think it, they have to eat a certain type of food. Yep. And then the way they do it is like they one They have to be slice. slaughtered in a certain way too? I think so. I think it's like one slice with a very sharp knife. Is that why it's so expensive? Um, definitely the, the, has a factor. It's yeah. like Because if it really is kosher, I think it actually has to be blessed by a rabbi too. They have to be there. The rabbi has to be there during the slaughter. He has to, cut, a, he has to kill it, the rabbi? Witness it maybe at the liver. I don't think they have to do it. I think they have to witness it. Or well, let's let's Google it. What what in what is in, involved in kosher animals? Like what makes a like when you buy kosher hot dogs? Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna knock anyone's beliefs, but that seems a little strange to me. It's strange. It's strange, strange because it was created before they figured out how to kill an animal instantaneously with right. like that piston to the head that they do with cows. Jewish law states that the meat. For the meat to be considered kosher, it must meet the following criteria. It must come from ruminant animals with cloven or split hooves, such as cows, sheep, goats, lambs, oxen, and deer. The only permitted cuts of meat come from the four quarters of kosher ruminant animals. Where does so the rest of the meat go? That's a good question. To the like, non-kosher people? You can't people? eat the rear? Like, you can't eat the hams? The, the, the back legs? You the can't quarters, eat the, can't eat the ass? Certain domesticated fowl can be eaten, such as chicken, geese, quail, dove, and turkey. The animal must be slaughtered by a shocket, 
a person trained and certified to butcher animals according to Jewish laws. The meat must be soaked to remove any traces of blood before cooking. Any utensil used to slaughter or prepare the meat must be kosher and designated only for use with meat and meat products. Hmm. So if you're kosher, how do you go to a restaurant? That's that's tough. You know? I mean, uh, I ate dinner with Ben Shapiro, and he eats kosher, and we all went to a restaurant. I don't think he ate anything. He yeah. might have brought his own food. His own pot. I was hey, I brought my own meat. Thank you. Yeah, it might be yeah. one of those deals. Right. That's, uh, that's a fucking commitment. Imagine if you're, can you be vegan and kosher? You'll die. You wouldn't make it very far. That's a good question. Yeah. Can you be vegan and kosher? Google that. Yeah. A lot of questions getting answered here. Thank well, you listen, very much. you're a curious guy, Rich. Thank you. That's why you're interesting. Speaking of curiosity, mm. my second screenplay. Oh, okay. What's your second one? The second one is- um, Hold on a second here. Yeah. Simply put, all vegan food is kosher. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, shoot. Okay. But so it good. depends upon how closely you follow kashrut, vegan kashrut, whatever, how you're saying it. Vegan food may fail to be kosher due to preparation by non-Jews with <laughs> non-kosher equipment. You have to be Jewish to prepare the food? Yes. And without kosher supervision. Since kosher laws prohibit the mixing of milk and meat, a vegan meal has nothing to worry about with this. That makes sense. So you can't mix okay. the meat and mi So because you can't mix milk and meat, cheeseburgers are out of the question. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. In summary, it says there's no co contradiction between Judaism, its dietary laws, and veganism. In fact, as argued above, veganism appears to be the diet most consistent with the, the high, highest, the Jewish highest of Jewish values. Okay, good. Mm. Okay, that's good to know. We learned something today. Good stuff. Um, second screenplay. Okay. This one is about about a person that is is naturally very curious about the world. Okay. And this person is constantly asking questions like why does it work this way where does money go and this this came up for me personally because there was a few scandals where i live where um someone was major money embezzlement misdirection Ooh. of funds Ooh. for example if uh if someone pays you x amount of money to do things like make sure the roads are paved that money went someplace else right so i think it's this one's a little bit simpler it's more of a, of a person asking a lot of questions that aren't that don't have answers to it. For example, there was a when we say that there a company mismanaged funds, right? Right. And they have to pay a fine. That that company has to pay a fine of let's just say a hundred thousand dollars or so, right? Or okay. actually, that's that's not a lot of money. Uh, twenty million dollars, right? Where does that twenty million dollars go? And that's what I'd like to know more of because once someone says, "Hey, you got to pay, you got to do something." How does the money flow through the organization? Because as people, as humans, we're, we're flawed. Like we have, we, we could be biased and there's not a lot of controls in place for mismanagement of, fun, of money. So once the company that is that law takes that money, where does that money go? Is that money really managed properly? Are there people that are mismanaging that money as well and using it for their own benefit? Like, I always wonder that. Like, like there's, there's times where we look to authority for answers for things. A long time ago, I, I own a, a house that I rent out, and um, the guy was do, dealing drugs out of that house. Mm. Dealing drugs out of the house, you know, not, not a very good thing. You know, dealing drugs out of the Are house. Are you responsible for that? N no. Thank, thankfully, I wasn't. What happened was they, the cops came in, raided the house, broke the door down, broke both doors down, found the guy, and said, hey, listen, 
um, you're coming to jail with us. In the in the news, the cops confiscated all these drugs and I think about sixty thousand dollars in cash, right? Right. Where's that money go? Not only that, the tenant actually called me three weeks later and says, "I am so sorry about what happened." Really nice guy. Really weird. Paid his rent on time. Is awesome guy. Paid in cash. Um, yeah, really sad what happened, right? I wish he could have stayed. He's a great tenant. Yeah, great tenant. So they destroyed the house. He goes, hey, just to let you know, I'm going to pay for everything. I'm sorry. I'll pay for your broken door because, you know, sure as shit, insurance isn't covering it. Can't go to the police either. Right. Um, he covered the price of the door, covered the repairs to the apartment. And he goes, just to let you know, yes, I was. I, I was doing drugs out of the apartment. I was selling them. Um, I'll also fix the walls for you. He goes, just to let you know, when the police came, I had $160,000 in cash, hitting in the walls, hidden here, hidden here. He goes, the police only reported a fraction of that. So they stole the money. So that's that, that's what I want to know. Like, where does, there's, of they do that. The, only, the only times that you hear about things happening, like even, dare I say you and Epstein, is when something, someone gets caught. Right. I want to know what else is going on that we're not aware of. Like, there's these overarching scams that people have been running for decades, making hundreds of millions of dollars that we don't know about, like what's what's how are they doing those things without the public eye knowing? You well, know I mean? think most of those things people don't get caught. Right. I think we only find out about the ones where people got caught. Hence yeah. this story about your tenant. I feel like right. that's probably really common. Like if right. they if they rob a drug dealer, and you know these cops are tired of this bullshit. They're not right. getting paid enough. People are shooting at them. You know, and then you see one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and like, well, fifty for you. 50 yeah, yeah don't tell anyone. Yeah, right. And then you know, you take your wife to a nice vacation, right? Buy a car, whatever. Right. What would you do, Joe? With the corrupt money? Yeah, that's what this uh, this show on uh, HBO Max. Oh yeah. yeah, it's based on a real case in Baltimore. Yeah, you know, the cops are doing that. Yeah. Really? Oh well, they fucking Baltimore is super yeah. super corrupt. Yeah. So yeah. that's so that that's that's the it's one. It's all over the country that's happening right now yeah. as we speak. If you catch someone who's selling something illegally and they've right. got cash, what is the incentive to turn all that cash in? So I I've, I've always wanted to follow major companies and say, "Hey, listen, how is this money being re- redistributed in the company? Like are there are there hidden millionaires that we don't know about? People that aren't in the public eye that have made um, amassed all this wealth due to ac- illegal activities that aren't drugs." You know what I'm saying? Like just money laundering and scandalous sure things like that. Are. Yeah, but I want I want to follow that. But I think the the premise of it is going to be a glimpse into what their life is like. Once you make a few hundred million dollars, what's your life like? For example, you're you're you know I'm, I'm sure you have a few bucks, right? And you are a normal guy, right? You're a normal nice guy. You're not nefarious. You don't want to kill people. We assume a lot. We assume that when someone makes $100 million or $200 million, you know, they're going to do things for good. They'll donate to charity. They'll start a business or something. What are the multi-hundred millionaires doing that aren't very nice people? You know what I'm saying? You know how there's like evil people out there, just inherently evil people? What are people that are rich that use their money and spend it in a negative way doing? Is it something like Squid Games, for example? Do they actually do things like that? Is that real? I'm sure there's people that do that in other countries where mm-hmm. they can go somewhere and hunt a person. Right. That's what that's what I kind of want to focus yeah. on. The people that that make their money nefariously and aren't quiet about it and use it for bad purposes, like like Epstein, for example. Yeah, or Russian oligarchs and right evil people. Yeah. Yeah, that'd I be kind of cool. I mean, I think the problem is when. 
people get into that business of just making money, yeah. and that's what they're concentrating on, they just want more and more and more, right? and you never fill that hole. Right. And then you also, you have to like buy things, I guess. So you start buying yachts and mansions and right. fucking jets, and and then you, <laughs> get, you need think, that money I think, coming I think Bezos, in. I think Bezos did. He built like the biggest boat in the world, yeah. and it's He's, just like sitting there. Well, he built a boat that they were going to have to dismantle a bridge like a historic to get bridge it through yes. in Holland and they were but like no the blowback was so heavy they decided to not do that so i right. guess they have to like get the boat out of the shipyard and then rebuild it somewhere else or <laughs> finish building it but that it's sounds so very big. expensive yeah sounds expensive but it's a fucking ridiculously long boat it's like a 500 foot long boat or something like who that who do you who do you bring on that boat with you with with all the, the with, bitches with the- all the bitches all the coke Suitcases of coke. It's a lot of coke, Joe. Do, do, do. EDM, EDM. EDM. The whole crew. <laughs> Morning stars, you name it. Yeah, the whole deal. Maybe a horse. Is that a horse? What's that horse doing yeah. here? Oh God. What does he do with all that money? It's like I think when you're you become a person that's just chasing money. Right. I don't think you ever you you never get that fix. It's like yeah. you're always just wanting the newest, latest, greatest thing. Right. I was talking to this person who is um they're like uh like a, an attendant on a yacht, on a super yacht. Yeah. And I was asking, I was like, well, what does the guy who owns the yacht do? And he was like some telecommunic- telecommunications yeah. guy in another country. Yeah. He's got, you know, billions of dollars. Interesting. And she goes, you know what's interesting? She goes, all of these yachts are all for sale. Huh. I go, really? She goes, yeah. They're always trying to get newer, better ones. So they really? buy this yacht. And it's, you know, like worth $50 million. Right. And then they're like, I'm not good enough. And right. And they want a $70 million yacht. And then they see their buddy who got a $100 million how, yacht. How, oh, how, look at Frank. How, how is yacht technology advancing that much? You need the latest one so soon. Like, what's the difference between a yacht that was made two years ago and the one that's made today? That's a good question. I like, know they're like, super expensive to run. I have a friend who owns a yacht. Yeah. And he, he got an older one, and re- he's like super successful producer right. of television shows oh, and nice. films and stuff like that. He's yeah. very, very wealthy. Nice. But he is buys Dick older ones. Nope. I don't know. Okay. That guy has order. I bet <laughs> I, he's got I see it all the time. multiple it, yachts. Is it Dick Wolf? That right. fucking show. Right. Those shows are the dumbest shows. Yeah. And everyone Infinite money. Them. Infinite yeah. money. Forever. They have like 18 versions of them. Yep. They're, they've yeah. been going law, on forever. Law and order. Thousands of episodes. Law and order. Your mom's house. Law and order. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, it's a, in many ways, it's like this endless pursuit of happiness. You, if you want money, if that's all you want out of life is money. Right. Like, God damn, man. I think, I feel like that yacht buy, I think, I think that's money laundering, Joe. I think it's money laundering. I think people are just, I, I, I read somewhere that one of the most frequently purchased things in cash are like large boats for some reason. And they use it as a way to like launder money and they sell the boat later. That maybe, makes sense. Maybe it's money laundering. That could be for a lot of cases. Yeah. For sure. I don't think Jeff yeah. Bezos is laundering money, though. I don't think he is, no. Not no. him. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but he might be. Maybe he. Maybe he's an evil billionaire. Ooh. Maybe, maybe he is. Gru. Yeah. <laughs> is Gru really evil, though? No, not really. He's not evil. He's, yeah. He took care of the girls. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where human nature never gets satisfied. The human nature of the hunter-gatherer is to sort of, like, acquire social status in the tribe. Right. And to become a leader and to become, and like, that's what those guys are doing. And they're just doing it on this bizarre economic scale where they're talking about thousands of millions, right? Right. They're talking about billions of dollars and they find ways to spend it. 
Right. Instead of like having their needs fulfilled and saying, oh, I'm just going to get a nice house. Right. And I'm just going to have a nice piece of land and I'll never have to work again. No one does that. So let me ask you a question, Joe. So that, that kind of relates to you, right away. When do you, you love what you do. You're a super busy guy. You're always either here doing this, some comedy show, running some business. How do you know, and I struggle with this, how do you know when to stop? It's a good like, question. Like, like when, when is, I'm at the point where I never want, I just always want to work. My main goal in life, not a very big goal, but I never want to have to go back to working a nine to five ever again. Right. And that is a goal that's been in, embedded in me for so long because I see what my life is like not being in the control of, of someone or a company or making someone else rich. I see my life now, I never want to go back to that again. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where hopefully I won't have to go back, but YouTube is one of those funny things where at any moment it could just kind of fall on the rug underneath you and you have to figure yeah. something out. You know what I mean? So like that, that is a weird thing. What is it like working for a company like that oh, and, and, and having that be a primary source of income? I guess you'll never know, Joe. I guess you'll never know. No, it's, it's a weird thing where YouTube is incredibly competitive. And there's something now that's been taking over YouTube for quite a few years now that's actually terrifying. It's something called clout. What's happening is they see, nowadays kids don't really give a shit about being a doctor or a lawyer. Mm -hmm. They wanna be on TikTok. They wanna be twerking on a boat. They wanna be popular. They wanna be known. Right. That's clout. What's happening is I I reached out to a a buddy of mine and uh, he put me in touch with this guy that needed help. He was multi, multi, multi millionaire. And he had a son and he said, my son wants to start a YouTube channel. I said, why? Why does he want, like he has endless money. He goes, my son wants to do this because he feels that it's going to give him more life experiences, right? The guy's multi-million dollars, his his dad. He goes, how much is a good amount of money to start a YouTube channel? Is it, is is $100,000 or $200,000 okay? All people want to do nowadays is they just want their name out there. It's not even about the money. Right. There are people, the actual celebrities have reached out to me saying, hey, can I be on your channel? Like, I just want like a five minutes of fame just so like I get my face and name out there. I'm saying to myself, it's not about the money anymore, Joe. People just want clout. They want their name out there. They want to be popular and they want to be seen. There is something to that. Like I've had some very wealthy, successful people that want to come on the podcast. Yeah. Because I think they're fans of it, and they just want other people to see them on it. Exactly. They want to be, everyone, everyone wants to be a yeah. star. And I, I've seen this even in, in um, on on the channel in general. I had a guy come over that sold me a car. And he, he knows I make videos. He said, hey, um, you know, I don't want to be in any videos. Like, I just want to sell you this car and leave. I said, okay, that's fine. Um, I said, well, I have to shoot something really quick about the transaction for this car he, I go, do you want to just be in it first for a minute? He goes, absolutely. He goes, that's fine, whatever. I had the car in the air to look underneath it. The second I turned that car, that that camera on, Joe, he started making all these jokes, being lively, talking, oh. dancing, promoting his, <laughs> seriously, promoting his Instagram, making all these off-color jokes. It's amazing what a little bit of fame, I guess you could say, could Knowing do to someone. Knowing that's his time in the sun. It's that's, time. My time is now. I gotta his, take it. it. It's amazing. It's it's all about clout, Joe. People yeah. just—it's not even about money anymore. It's just like, hey, listen, I want to be seen. It's people will do anything for the clout to be popular because they see what kind of fame and fortune going on YouTube could bring. You have like Jake Pauls and stuff that make crazy money starting from this platform. 
everyone wants to be on that level as well. And even people that have sworn to me, I don't want to be famous, once they get a taste of that fame, of that, of that drug show, once they're walking out mm. somewhere and someone says, hey, don't I know you? Hey, I think I know. Didn't I see you from this? Right. It drives them crazy and they just want more and more. Mm. I probably know like on my hand three people that aren't like that. The second they're in the, I want to be in the video again. I want to be seen again. What can this do for me? Hey, it, can, 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 I, can I promote my Instagram channel on, on, your, on your YouTube real quick? A guy came over wearing a shirt that had his Instagram tag on it. I said, don't do this, dude. Don't do this to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Clout's crazy, Joe, and you, and you, can't, buy, you can't buy swag. You can't buy being cool. No. But people want to do that. Yeah, they think it's going to work. And yeah. they think maybe that'll help them transition out of whatever they're doing and right. they can become an Instagram influencer. Right. Or what's next? If you're a millionaire, if you have all the money in the world, right? Right. what's next for you? You can buy whatever you want. You can't buy being cool. Right. So I think that's the next step for them. I think they want to say, I want to be seen now. Now that I can buy whatever I want, but no one knows who I am. You, there's plenty of millionaires no one knows who they are. Yeah, I know a guy like that. He's a, he's a billionaire. Yeah. He really wants to be famous. You can't, yeah. <laughs> it's like... What? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's what's the next logical step? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah it's, you see that with people that, like, they have a company and they do their own commercials. They're yeah. in their own commercials. Why are you doing company. that, dude? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't Just be like hide. This. You should be hiding. Right. Yeah. But they want, they want to be seen. Yacht. They want, yeah, hiding your yacht. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, no, YouTube, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's, it's so, it's super competitive, especially in the car space. Everyone wants to rebuild a car. Yeah. And now my competition, because when I started out, when I did the first Tesla, that thing was $14,000. I scraped every penny that I had, savings, whatever, it, panhandling, you name it. So I had that car, and that's how I built the channel. 14 grand, guess what? I needed another few grand to do this, took out a savings 401k, you name it, I made it work. Nowadays, entering the car space, there are kids that have checks from their parents for 100 grand to buy a car to work on. Mm. It's incredible. Mm. There, there, there are companies that have always had money that say, hey, listen, we want to do this now. There's companies that aren't cool but want to be cool in that space to pr promote their product and will throw whatever money it costs at it. My advice to you mm -hmm. would be not think about that because you're already cool. Yeah. What you, you should do is – I enjoy your show. Thank oh, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I watch it all the time. Thank you. I think a guy like you should just concentrate on being you and ignore all that shit. As yeah. long as you're making money off of it, and you yep. clearly are, mm -hmm. don't worry about it. Don't gotcha. think about competition. I don't think at all about competition. You have competition, Joe? You have competition? I'm sure there's some out there. Okay. It's like it four million podcasts. Yeah, but they're not big. It's not, well, the, Joe, it's not the Joe Rogan experience. I don't know how this got big. I, I, yeah. I just it got big by me just doing this. It might be I do it zero might be, promotion. It might be you. It might have something to do with you, Joe. I Maybe, think it does. Whatever it is, I'm going to just keep being me then. Right. Because it's like if that's the formula. But if imagine if I start thinking about my competitors and right. what are my competitors doing and how right. do I keep a leg up on my competitors. Yeah. That's wasted resources and energy. Absolutely. That's, that's not how I got here in the first place. I right. got here in the first place just by being me. Right. And I think you got where you are by being you. Thank you. And I think you should spend zero time thinking about other people unless you're enjoying their show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Unless you find someone you go, oh, I like his show. Right. Like, there's a lot of people in the car space I, I really enjoy, like Chris Harris. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, enjoy great. Matt Farah. Yep. There's a lot great. of people that are cool. Right. I like I like watching their shows. I mean, right. if that's what you enjoy and you enjoy it for that, right. Like, I don't think of other comedians as being competition. I think of them as being other artists that I enjoy their work. Right. Do you see it as we all? 
there's enough room for all of us to eat. Yes. You think it's as that? Yes. You can have minimum comedians, right? Yes. Gotcha. A hundred percent. And not only that, the more there are, the better it is for everybody. So you, you don't think that it gets saturated? That's my fear. You don't think it gets saturated sometimes because you, you have, especially for a show, there's 50 different shows to watch, but you only have an hour's worth of time. If I thought about that, I would be fucked because there's four million podcasts. Right. Right? So if I thought about it, oh my God, what if it's saturated? What if right. I'm going to fall off? Right. I don't give a fuck. I might start one. Good. Yeah, hey, start guess what? The, the Rich You'd be great at podcast. It. Look, you're good here. Yeah, I'm all Why right. not? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Give you some, yeah. com- give you some competition. Give me no- some competition. Knock you off that pedal, Joe. Dude, you could do it. You 100% could do it. You, you're you great on this. You were great the last time I had John. You're you. great on your YouTube channel. It's thank not you, much difference. You. It's just you being a person. That's a good point. So just like Matt Farah, like he, he's a podcast too. Oh, he's great. S- started his show doing YouTube videos, started right. doing a podcast afterwards. You Anyone can do this. Right. This is not just got to be an interesting person. You're already that, so thank you. Bam. Just don't thank think you. about other people. Okay. Fuck all those other people. That's good advice. Yeah. Not not literally, but just no. Don't forget, fuck them all. Forget. And don't let them fuck them. you either. Right. You, what you should do is just like enjoy what you enjoy and do what you do. Right. Thank you. It sounds so simple, and it's not advice that I would give to the Starbucks guy. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you, what would you even tell him, Joe? Let's just say some some dopey guy that makes twelve bucks an hour comes up to you and says, "Hey, you know, what, what do, do I, I do? do? I'm sad." Yeah, no one likes me. I would probably start a try podcast. To get start a podcast, buddy. Start a to podcast. Do something physical that he's interested in because I think that would ex- excite his body, right? And like maybe you know pick up rock climbing or something like anything where right. you, you have a purpose, like a gotcha. hobby that you enjoy. Good point. And then maybe one day you could turn that purpose or that hobby, that thing that you you focus on, that you it's, actually like some money. Yeah, maybe it could become what you do for a living. Right. Good point. Good you know? point. Is there hope for everyone, Joe? You think there's hope for everyone, or you think people are just hopeless? I think it depends on the choices you make, the circumstances you find yourself in, luck. There's a lot of factors, right? You know, obviously, there's no hope for anyone to live forever. No, definitely. We're not. all gonna die, right? So at, at some point in time, you're gonna run out of hope, right? You know, the hope is that you left enough love behind, and you were kind enough to a lot of people that remember remember you fondly. Good point. And you left a mark, I guess. Yeah. If that's important when you're dead, right? Is it? I, it, I mean, yeah, I'd like to. I, I mean, there's vi- I have videos of me out there, so yeah. It would be cool. nice if people remembered you in a fond way, right? But at the end of the day, you're is, not going to have any idea. Is it true that if it's either you uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, is there any truth to that? I think you with a lot of people, that's probably the case. Yeah. You know, I mean, what if Jim Morrison was still alive today? Would it be an idiot? Right. You know, True. who knows? You know, yeah. there's a lot of old people that just become deplorable. Right. You don't, you don't like them after right. a while. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, man. I don't think there's any, like, set thing in life that you definitely will be or will become. You, you bring up a good point. When you say old people, I think that's a fear that I have personally. I fear becoming, I guess you could say, old and irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah, like an yeah. old... Like, like old and in the way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, I mean, again, social media, life, it moves so fast. How do you not get left behind is, is, is my biggest thing. How do I not become that old guy in the corner that's just yelling at kids to get off his lawn? Because, because I'm, I'm, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm older, right. you know? Like, I'm not that young, hip, cool kid that's in his, you know, right. late 20s that I, when I started out. Now I'm a bit older and more, more mature now. How do I keep that same spirit, you know what I mean? How do I not become you know what i swore to destroy 
whatever that means. I think you continue to enjoy your life, continue to have good friendships and good relationships, continue to do things that you're passionate about, right. continue to do things that are exciting. Because one of the things about doing something that you're passionate about is it's very contagious. Right. Like I will watch someone do pottery if they're really, really into it. I'll watch someone paint. I'll watch someone make furniture. I right. like watching people that are into it. Like, I like watching people... Um, take apart watches and finish them and, and, and refurbish them. Right. I don't know why. Like it's cool. ASMR where they're not even talking. Right. You're just hearing the sounds and everything. Right. They're just I'll spend fucking morning. 45 minutes watching some guy right. put take a watch apart and put it back together again. I don't know right. why. Yeah. I, I like when people are interested in things. Right. I think other people are as well. And I think that's what people get out of your show, that you're you're clearly fascinated and you're in love with cars. You love them. I do. You know, like when you're... Barreling around that fucking Corvette. Yeah, yeah. I you know. could tell. Yeah, I love. Yeah, it. look I at your smile. Thing, yeah. Look at your smile immediately. Like, yeah, right. Like immediately, yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah. an uncontrollable. You yeah. smile with your whole face. I do. I love that car, man. Yeah, I love that thing. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you know, the cars that invoke emotion. You know that how that yes. goes. I just love that thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, that is the argument against the electric car. Right. Right. Is that it does? But it, I guess it does with some people. But I think they probably never driven a Corvette. No. <laughs> no, but they'll be like, eh, it smells, and then and then. Right. Yeah, oh, my wife it. says that, man. I have a 1970 Chevelle, and I took her out to dinner with it. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's so loud. Oh, oh it's it bouncy. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, babe, yeah. come on. This yeah. is the greatest fucking car ever. Yeah, right. Tell her to take two separate cars then. Tell her to drive yeah. her plaid, and you drive that one. No. Yeah. See who gets more looks. It's just some people like different things. But if you like something, right. just, just continue to like it. Look, fucking Jay Leno's garage. Like Jay That's Leno insane. should be irrelevant after leaving the Tonight Show. Good point. No one would should give a fuck. That's a good point. He's more loved right. now because but of Jay Leno's garage. He has a lot of money too, though. To be fair, he that helps. A lot of money that helps. But it's also what he spends his money on is clearly not for clout. He has an impressive garage, man. It's That's... not just one. Yeah. There's eleven of them. I know. There's eleven warehouses filled with cars. That's amazing I've been to, to me. It. It's fucking nuts. That's man. amazing to me, man. When you go to see it, you're like, holy shit. Are there tours for it? Can I be invited on the show somehow? I bet you could get on it with your Tesla. Yeah. I bet 100%. Oh, good point. Yeah. I maybe, maybe I could even arrange that. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah, because would, I, think I bet you'd like you would it. love it's it. Sick. It's sick. So, it's so sick. It is sick. Yeah. You'd have to transport it to, to California and drive it around Burbank. So with be them. it. So but be that it. wouldn't be it's that It's been in California hard. before, yeah. That's probably a great move for you because that that would be a really good show to be on because that guy fucking loves cars and you could tell he's yeah. passionate right yeah he doesn't he doesn't wear makeup on that show right he doesn't have a fucking stylist he's wearing jean jackets and right. shit like <laughs> a jean shirt yeah right. he's he's just that's Jay Leno right but like that's a perfect example of a show that became very popular purely because of his passion and his interest right. I don't think he's running around thinking whether or not he's relevant you know no yeah no you know he's what I mean not. it's like you can't don't concentrate on things you have no control over right and I don't know whether or not you have control over whether or not you're relevant I think the way you, you have control over whether or not you do things that are interesting and in turn that is attractive or unattractive to people right that's a good point very yeah. good point yeah I, I um it's funny when I was coming down here you guys don't have any like mountains or like Nothing. No mountains. You just, Little hills. Any 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 swamps or any like. Oh, there's a lot of water. Really? Yeah. I wanted to bring the sherp down. It's been so sick. You know the sherp. You've seen the sherp before, right? Yes. I want to bring that thing down so bad. Pull up a video of the the sherp. I, How did you get that thing? Got it in Texas. There was this. You know what I did? I saw a Kanye West video. <laughs> He's Food? got a bunch of them. Right? Yeah, he has like thirty of them. Wyoming his, ranch. His, his ranch. I was like, yeah. I want one of those. I couldn't afford that. Oh, Look there, that there it thing. is. That's I love this thing. So, so that much, thing man. will go through everything. Literally everything. Yeah, 
And this is yours? That's mine, yeah. And so you bought it in Texas? Is this where you bought it? Look I've, at that. That's, that's where I was. Wild. I was in, I want to say Corp, Corpus Christi, Texas. I don't know where I was in Texas, but it is one of the most fun vehicles. I, I never drive it. Look at this, driving over logs and you shit. It. it looks like a toy. The, and does it go underwater? or Not under, How yeah. deep can it go? Uh, it, I took it in the ocean a few times. Like ocean, <laughs> ocean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won't get there fast, but you'll get there. So what kind of an engine is in this thing? Uh, it's a, a Kubota four-cylinder turbo diesel. So in each wheel is a uh, a storage tank for gasoline. What? You, you can go thousands, of, like a thousand miles without stopping for fuel. What? Yeah, so it has an onboard gas tank and in the wheels themselves, uh, there's also storage for inside of the wheels too. So inside the wheels is gasoline? Yeah, or whatever liquid you want. When I actually first got it, there was actually moonshine because they're, <laughs> they're all from Ukraine. There it is right there. They're all from Ukraine. So they actually would go on expeditions with their buddies and um, they would store whatever liquids they want in them. How much does one of these things cost? Uh, nowadays, uh, probably like a buck, a buck twenty-ish. Yeah. Play that again. Keep keep, keep playing it. Oh, okay. Go yeah. to the website. Yeah. So they sell used ones. Is that what it is? Or are well, they, they still manufacturing them? Uh, they still make them, but the version that I have, they don't make anymore because there's no emissions controls on them. Uh, All the new ones that are imported have to have computerized emissions. Right. But the one that I have is very popular because it's uh, it's a better form factor and it's, uh, there's no emissions on it. Huh. Yeah, you're getting hacked right now. Yeah, they're getting hacked. You're going yeah. into Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah, Logan, yeah, you're, yeah you're, Macedonia, you're they're hacking you. Number one, Sherp ATV what, sales. What is the cheapest Sherp? Try that one, Sherp sales. Let's see that. Okay, here we go. We got a website. Sherp ATV sales, nationwide broker service, new and used. So they Look only have 150 they, grand. They only have the Pro, which is the big one. That's a buck fifty. Yeah. Look at that thing, though. Yeah. Oh, so that's larger, huh? Yeah, a lot larger. That's the thing. So I, I went down there. Whoa, look at that thing. Yeah. I mean, people at seats. Oh, you know what you should do? Look up the ARC, Jamie. The ARK, Sherp ARC. It's a, it fits like 20 people. It has a trailer where you can fit all your buddies in it. And what it will do is if there's like a giant crater that you have to go over, the trailer will – that's it. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. I think Kanye has like 30 of them <laughs> just because. That thing – that is awesome. The trailer floats too. That's it, yeah. Wow. So what it'll do, you see the trailer at the back of it? Yeah. The trailer will pick up the Sherp and drop it over a large crater. Oh, my God. So that sh- that, that trailer is, ca- there we go. There you go. The ultimate, yeah, I think it's up top there. There it is. Whoa. So this is like yeah, super that's sophisticated. Yeah, you see how it was lifting up the front of it? Oh. It actually lifts up the Sherp to throw it over there. That is fucking wild. You should get one, Joe. Oh, gosh. They're I have incredible. no place for it. But if I had a place, if I had a you ranch. Don't, it's, it's Texas, Joe. You don't have any room I got to get a ranch. Buy one a day ranch. I'll get a ranch. Get a ranch, I want to get a podcast ranch. That's one of my ideas is to have, if I get bored with just having conversations with people sitting across a desk, yeah. I want to have conversations with them like where ha- we do stuff. Have them tend podcast the horses. Podcast can be in the back of that. Yeah, yeah, we could, totally could. Seriously, that, <laughs> look drive how sick that is. So it floats. It does. It does. I mean, I took it in dirt, sand. It, it, it never. It's. I think it's the most capable vehicle in the world. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's dope looking too. It's very much like an apocalypse vehicle. I took it to uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They went. I got free donuts. Pretty cool. When they saw that, they, they gave like, you free the? donuts. They gave me free donuts. Yeah. Well, that's a nice yeah. perk. Yeah, the rich get richer. Rich, I gotta let I gotta wrap this up. All right. But uh, thank you very much for being here. Awesome. Always thank good you to very talk much. to you. Thank you very I really much, appreciate Joe. your show. This Tell everybody Rich Rebuilds. It's on YouTube. Thank you, thank uh, you. Do you have uh, Instagram and all that jazz? Instagram, Richie B Kid with two D's. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um and uh, Twitter? 
Not on Twitter. Good for you. Yeah, Twitter. Stay off that toxic. Successful. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. you, brother. Appreciate Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. Bye, everybody. Awesome.